picket and Sunday slides and, yes. and <laughs> everything. Hey, your wife's in the background. Hi, honey. Yeah. She, Megan, Robin said hi. She just kind of, hi, Robin. Hi, hi. How are you? <laughs> What's your name? Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, family's coming great. out. It's a family ordeal. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Oh, joy. Let's rock. It makes me want to fight. Dear Journal, it's me, Doug. Do you have it? A baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. <laughs> that was a hoot. On your mark. Get set. Oh, here it goes. Welcome to Splat Attack, where we're taking it back to the slime-filled past. I'm your gackerific co-host, Brett. And I am your slime-tastic co-host, Alex. And Brett, yes. welcome welcome to the end of season two, my friend. Holy heck, how did we get here? It feels like a blur. It does. It really does. Uh, it, it really just feels like not that long ago when we even started season two. Like, I, I still... Yeah. I still it, blend. Um, it feels our... like I talked to Fillmore yesterday. Yes, that was the one I was gonna. It, it felt like talk, uh, Fillmore and then our uh, Pete and Pete episode blend together, where yeah. I, I keep forgetting where the division was. Yeah, because it's it's flown, man. I know two seasons down, many more to go. But uh, you know, we're just kind of doing the season two overview for all of our slimesters and gackoids to uh, catch up on anything they might have missed because. You know, when we're moving at breakneck speed, you know, people are bound to miss a couple of things. So we're, we're doing a bunch of recaps and some highlights here for you all today. Yeah. And, and a lot of this is also kind of a, a trip down memory lane for mm. at, at least for the two of us. I know it is for me because um, when we're making these things, we're so focused on making them and, and we enjoy making them. If we didn't, we wouldn't be doing this. Definitely. But we, we, we do them so much. And as soon as we're done making it, we don't take the time to enjoy it. We're already working on the next one because we've probably yeah. typically we've got the next episode already recorded and we just go straight into editing the next one and uh, doing these overviews, um, which I didn't tell Brett till just now. It's very much a breath of fresh air for me because I get to sit back and just enjoy the episodes mm -hmm. and really enjoy the collective work that the two of us have done over this past 13 episodes and six bonus episodes so uh, i mean it's more than that you if you want a whole breakdown you've got um you got the mini got like too. the six the six patreon episodes that we did yep. we have the seven mini sodes that we started this season yep. and we have two two-parters that were each like an hour and a half so we got like over 34 episodes according to apple podcast under our belt which is wild yeah it's it, we did a lot this season and, and that's no small feat for just two people. And uh, I do want to mention, uh, and you all don't see this, but uh, Jordy is with us in the in the recording. Jordy very much is behind the scenes. He is with the uh, Nostalgia Utopia, and he's helped us with a lot of the special effects. Uh, most of it Brett has made, and I put them together. But Jordy has helped us out with quite a bit of things, too, and gave us some insight. So he's very much uh, a Splat Attack member as well. So thank you, Jordy, for all of your contributions as well throughout this entire season and what is to come. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jordy. We're happy to have you like help us with like the slime animation that we did and figure out some logistics of like our Patreon, which finally got launched after having a, a slow start in season one. 
So uh, it really helps to have a, another guy there for a fresh perspective to keep things moving so that we're all not just like either butting heads or just, you know, trudging through the mud. <laughs> so let's just dive right into it. Uh, highlight moments. Uh, we'll, we'll go with you, Mr. Brett. Yeah, this is no in particular order either, but um, yes. I really love just, I have to say this because we we didn't really do it in season one because... We only did video versions technically of like episode nine to 13 yes. and then seven was just zoom by default. So we didn't do any mm -hmm. like special editing or effects for that. But I really like the effect that we adopted where we like do something related to the episode to introduce the guests, whether it's like a <laughs> bolt of lightning for Toby from Power Rangers or like, you know, having the school bus drop off uh, Kit and Mallory or, uh, you know, even getting aboard the Krista with the Space Cases crew. It's it's all quite fun. And I'm really happy that, you know, these little things just seem to pop up as we're like editing as like little strokes of genius to really help this feel like our own show and not just yes. like a container for Nickelodeon topics. Yes. And that, that was just a happenstance because we had mentioned in our episode with Phil Moore uh, at the end of season one, uh, when we were introducing him, just oh man, someone who we getting through this uh, the snowy, blurry screen, and it just felt right. It didn't feel like if we're talking about it, we need to have him fade into it, and we really liked that. We liked that fun introduction, so we went on to the next one. And okay, what can we do on this one? And then it turned into like the third time we've done it. Okay, this is it's a spot attack staple now. We, we've got to have some fun introduction, and I think the only time I had a challenge with uh, trying to find something was during the Pete and Pete uh, episode battle because I mm -hmm. wanted to do it. One of the things I absolutely love about working with Brett is he and I very much have the same mindset. Uh, we have two different ways that we do things, but we are on the same wavelength. And I wanted to do this, uh, the high dive off the board and, and do a ripple effect, but I don't have the software that's capable of doing that. So I came up with an alternative and then Brett sent me some notes and said, uh, hey, what if we did a, a dive off the board and do this ripple effect? I was like, I thought the same thing. I don't have the ability to do that. And Brett said, oh, I can do that. I do because I have a degree in <laughs> film animation and After Effects. So let me just pull some levers, turn some knobs and voila, here you go. Little Pete diving off the dive board into the water. I, it's, it's so much fun to come up with creative ideas to introduce our guests that are relative to our topic. So I'm so thankful that this became a thing of Splat yes. <laughs> And I've loved the intercuts. Uh, I've had a lot of fun doing quick little, little intercuts. Uh, usually if the, most of the time they're related to the episode, as in we're talking about an episode, here are clips of the episodes that we're talking about. But every once in a while, I'll throw something out there. And Brett has done the same one on his, uh, the mini, not the mini episodes, the uh, bonus episodes that he's made, where he just intercuts with something real fast that's somehow pop culture related. And those make me laugh because they're so they seem out of left field to the audience. And then whenever you go back and watch it again, like, wait, what? And it, it relates in some it way. And it, <laughs> I think my favorite one was the, uh, the pop tarts commercial on the Pete and Pete episode. <laughs> Cause it's such an obscure reference. They're so the, random, but I love it. <laughs> Cause did you had said, Oh, it's, they're so hot. They're cool. And I, instantly thought of that pop tarts commercial and I that thought must of have been during... subconscious because i ate a shit ton of pop tarts as a kid <laughs> especially like the frosted ones so you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> huh. 
uh, uh, what what's another highlight for you? Um, it I I really love having some of our guests back for a second time and really diving yes. deep with them and getting to like get to know them better through our topics. Um, particularly, I, I think we just start started off on the right foot with the Sardo episode because oh yes that that wasn't even going to be an episode to start. Mm-hmm. Like the reason why I did Sardo's Magic Mansion retrospective is because I was in contact with Richard Dumont at the time while we were like trying to gather as many Are You Afraid of the Dark people as possible for the 30th anniversary, and he told me at the time his mother was sick in the hospital. So I'm like. No worry, I'm not going to push you. You need to do yeah. what you need to do, and we'll accommodate you. And sure enough, you know, a couple of months later, we touched base again, and then um, I ended up, you know, mentioning casually to DJ that, hey, we're doing a Sardo episode. Do you want to like join us and comment on that? And uh, DJ just was like over the moon. He's like, oh yeah, this will be a lot of fun. Um, so you know, it, it's unfortunate we couldn't get Ron Oliver for that episode because that's I originally planned to have him there, but he's a busy guy. You know. Yes. Stuff happens fast in the film world, but uh, I'm very thankful we were able to make that happen, have fun with it, and uh, just kind of present something that nothing, no one, no other podcast really did. Like we mm-hmm. essentially went through all the Sardo themed episodes in, yep. across Are You Afraid of the Dark, even in the reboots, and I think that resonated a lot with people who are like hungry for some fresh content, but still have it be familiar. And as it turns out, it's our most popular video on YouTube now with over 5,000 views. I was just going to ask you. I was just going to ask if you saw that because it was I just did. it was just a month ago that somebody had commented this video. You got Sardo and this doesn't even have a, a thousand views a month later. It's past 5,000. Yeah, he's probably like, let me contact some people. <laughs> hey, everyone dogpile on this video. <laughs> uh, Thank you. We need more of that, please. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and to, to piggyback off of what you said about having the guests come back a second time, uh, like DJ and Toby and Max uh, from Ready to Retro and from mm-hmm. the tape store, the high, one of the biggest highlights for me is the guests. Uh, I, I absolutely love the opportunity to, one, the fact that they're going to take the time to be on our podcast, but two, so we can pick their brains and get to know more about their experiences making these programs. And also we get a little bit of insight as to who they are too, through these stories that they share. And I, I know I said it last season and I'm going to say it this season. I'll probably say it every season. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime we have guests, whether they are directly related to Nickelodeon or they're another content creator, they are both just as important to our podcast. And I'm very grateful to have all of them. So podcasters creators of the shows thank you guys to the moon and back thank you so much for being a part of our show like we're just two guys who are doing our best to get noticed in a very very noisy world when it comes to (laughs) online media content and to think that people see like true value in what we're doing and just like volunteer to join us it's a blessing and it really does fall in line with us taking it back to the slime filled past because Mm -hmm. no other place does this like, who would get this many guests from these shows all together to talk about their shows 30 years later? Most people have moved on with their lives, but mm-hmm. because we, like, touched a, a, a very sentimental nerve with them, they feel the need to be, you know, on the journey with us. And it's just amazing. And I'm, I'm very thankful as well that we got to meet some of the people that we've met so far and will continue to meet as we keep building momentum and establishing our presence online. And to... 
because you had just referenced that they it's been 30 years they've moved on uh anique matern who was thelma on space cases most of you probably hadn't seen this because this was outside of the main episode uh we we've got a a gag reel and uh bonus content footage exclusively on our patreon but on there she was talking about how people had approached her before uh a few years ago about space cases and she didn't really want to talk about it because i've i've done that i want to move on Mm -hmm. and the more that people had reached out to her the more she began to realize of just how much this resonated with people and so okay I'll, i'll i'll go to this thing and check out these fans and then the memories that came flooding back and how fondly she looked back on it and then she was very very appreciative of this whole experience of of not just doing space cases but the fact that there are people out there who genuinely care and still care and i think that's uh, i think she accurately d- explained how most if not and i'm hoping all of our fans or uh, fans all of our celebrity guests have in doing this podcast with us so it's been uh it, exactly what you're talking about they move forward but they're still looking back on it with great fondness so that's cool yeah i agree yeah and a bit selfishly uh, another highlight for me is the entire minisode series sam reacts <laughs> uh it's you you guys know that's my son and nick jr he yes my little nick jr his as he said in the last episode the uh what did he say? Uh, the the, the gag no gagtastic co-host or something like that. He was trying to uh, emulate back me. off of yeah. Uh, but he's my son. He's wild. He's highly energetic. But he's everything I do. He's got to do too. It, it drives him nuts. And uh, <laughs> and he loves to learn all about things that i like which is weird to me because most people don't really aren't that invested in things that i like but because he's his father's son he got into james bond movies he's gotten into we just now started getting into action movies that was okay for him to watch but nickelodeon was obviously was and is a big thing for me so he wanted to check out nickelodeon stuff and now i'm doing this podcast daddy can i be on there can i be on there as long as he wears a shirt (laughs) and and then it was uh he would watch our episodes but he wasn't really paying very much attention to the interviews he was mostly watching the little segments that we would do at the end of the episodes and he was watching the intro and the outro that was really all he cared about because he's not invested in the shows that we were talking about and he still would ask me questions about the show and uh the show that we would talk about on that episode and then can I, can I be on the podcast? Can I be on the podcast? Well, we'll see. And we worked out a way to have him on the show with these Sam Reacts. And editing them is a challenge. Editing Sam Reacts might be my biggest challenge because it's trying to balance that how far can I push Sam's high energy before it becomes annoying to our viewers because yeah. he will just keep going. Uh, so it, that's that's been, it has been fun. And I've, I've loved that I get to do a father-son moment with him. So thank you, yeah. Brett, for allowing me to do such. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm always open to new ideas and creativity. And that's why I didn't show up in the 
the two most recent ones of season two of Sam Reacts because I just wanted to see how that uh, father-son dynamic really unfolded without a third wheel there. <laughs> but and uh, we've said it in the previous episodes, Sam very much emulates and looks up to Brett. He also looks and like me too. Without he does. <laughs> so he was uh, he. Was, last two episodes brett brett's not gonna be here is he gonna be here next time can he be I'll, here next time i'll come next time for m9 just we'll, pick a topic <laughs> we'll we'll do one next time with brett okay yeah. okay and uh another highlight and and probably my biggest highlight the james bond episode mm-hmm. that was surprisingly a lot of fun for me to edit like I'm not that big of a James Bond fan. I'm just kind of, you know, riding your coattails with it. Like, okay, whatever, do what you want. It's you're part of the podcast too. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is actually a lot of fun to talk about. And I loved seeing all the different Nick uh, connections, which is mm-hmm. why it made it more relatable for me. So that was like a, a dark horse entry in our catalog. <laughs> yes, very much, very yeah. much. Oh man, I, any any chance I can get to bring up James Bond, I'm going to. Plus, we got to do th- this or that on GoldenEye. Come on. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's like the best N64 game of the 90s. It's It's been a fun season. It's been such a fun season. Uh, another thing that I really like, and this is more for me and you, but mm-hmm. it's the, uh, the inside jokes that I have to point out after we're done recording. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because there were some things that we had noticed or said during the recording, and then we we cut them out at the end because it's it's not. Yeah, don't forget those double D batteries in the hoverama. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, for God's sakes, just take your money that you're going to spend on a Starbucks latte, give it to us, and we will give you six bonus episodes on Patreon. One of them has some highly inappropriate content that may be humorous to you. So please. I'm I'm running out of reasons to tell you to support us. <laughs> yes, and to go off that, if you've not checked out our Patreon, please do, uh, because Brett has been doing a hell of a job editing these episodes, and uh, thank you. They've been a lot, a lot of fun. I I do all the main ones on the the channel, and Brett's done all the bonus material for Patreon, and I know he busts his hindquarters on those episodes, and it oh, yeah. shows in the production value. He, he's done wonderful, but we got six very, very fun topics that you are not going to find anywhere else on Splat Attack, only on our Patreon, and they are they're pretty varied. Uh, we've, I think four of them are Nickelodeon centric. And then one mm. of them is a Valentine's episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is just all about nineties. Uh, Nickelodeon is in there. And then of course the James Bond episode that I had referenced and like Brett had said, he's not, no, no, no. It's very rarely you're going to find someone as big of a fan of 007 as I am, but I, it is a very interesting and fun episode. And I love, and I've told you in the, uh, in the notes, I loved the way you ended that episode. That was so much fun. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I really got into the conversation. I'm like, you know what? Let's <laughs> treat this like we're in a James Bond episode or movie. You know, let's just feel like we have to get out of here before Splat Attack self-destructs. And I think it's one of my favorite Patreon episodes to revisit, despite the fact that it's, you know, one of the lesser viewed ones. But that doesn't make it any less special. No. All right, Slimesters and Gakoids, thank you for joining us today. Let's drain the slime tank and jetpack out of our secret headquarters. Aye, aye, co-captain. Whatever you do, don't push the red button. Like this. (laughs) 
You idiot! That's the history of race button! You know what's gonna happen! The big shiny button! Watch you later! Time to get out of here before this place self-destructs. And the what was the other one? The Angry Beavers one? I think that was the other one that I really loved how it ended too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, how did it end? Splat you later, citizens! Not good. Yes, evil things. Splat you later! The last highlight that I want to mention is how the interaction with our listeners has just grown exponentially this season. Mm -hmm. uh, season one, obviously, we're starting out. We don't have a whole lot of interaction. We had a few, we had a few uh, followers who would comment pretty regularly. And now about the halfway point of season two and on, we kept getting more and more people. And now it's not just a few, we have a little more than a few who comment regularly. And then we get a lot more of one-off messages. Uh, and we've been getting more emails and more comments and more private messages and people are tagging us in things now. And it's it's been great. I'm starting to build that connection with all of you. So thank you to all of you who have taken the time to reach out to us and send us messages and all that kind of stuff, which I, I believe we'll recognize later in this episode. But mm -hmm. uh, I, it, it is a highlight for us. Uh, I know we're going to mention all of you later, but it is very much a highlight for the two of us to, when you all reach out to let us, it, it validates what we're doing. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to say it validates what we're doing <laughs> and keeps us going. So keep filling the slime tank. We got, we want to go to season 10. <laughs> <laughs> And we've got the footage, we got the content to do it, man. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things we can cover uh, in 90s Nickelodeon alone. And we could even yes. venture into 80s Nickelodeon if we really want to. Or just other 90s nostalgia stuff. Or mm -hmm. even early 2000s. You know, the sky's the limit. As, as long as we have people that are supporting us and believe in what we do, we'll go as long as we can. As long as we don't die along the way. <laughs> I speak against that. Yes. Any other highlights for you? I know I kind of I, I bogarted the mic on the highlights. Is there any other highlights for you? Um, there's a couple, yeah. Um, I don't know if I should mention it during our like favorite episodes because they are episode centric. Um, but I just really love, I just love doing this every other week. You know, yes. plus the minisodes. Um, Nightmares as a Child is kind of hit and miss with me, which is unfortunate. Because um, I'm trying to really dig deep with some of my nightmares to like mm -hmm. see if I appeal to the Are You Afraid of the Dark group. And people like the Renegade Virus one, uh, mm -hmm. which is great. And I even did some animation for that, which is the first time in like eight, ten years. Yeah, that looked great. Thank you. The only problem is that takes a long time to do and it wears me <laughs> yes, out. It so does. by the time I got to Killing of the Egg, which is the third Nightmares as a Child uh, episode, I just, I just, you know, I, I experimented with the format a little bit and went with more like uh, storyboard cards to kind of recollect mm -hmm. the memories. And, you know, I'm still finding my footing with that. We'll see if it continues into season three or if I scrap it for like a new mini sewed series idea. I'm throwing some ideas around. So um, if any of you have any feedback on that, please let us know. 
yes, again, you guys very, very much. What, what are things that you would like to see? Do you, do you like what we're doing? Do you want to see something a little different? Do you want? You won't something? hurt our feelings if you say no. We just need honest yes. feedback so we can do better. Yes, constructive criticism. We we don't take things too to heart. Yeah, I think most most of my highlights are guest and episode oriented. So I'm going to save that for those sections. Okay. Um, I liked I liked making the graphics for this season. It was a big upgrade from the previous one. Yes. Like I put a lot of bumper characters around the border and I hand drew all those. That was, that was pretty fun. Uh, working with Jory to make the animated slime backgrounds and just really kind of solidifying the, the like look and feel of what splat attack is all about, which is essentially just like the heart and spirit of Nickelodeon when they finally just got some momentum behind them and became noticed on television in the late eighties and early nineties. Um, and a lot of those bumpers were the inspiration for, you know, kind of the theming and cartoony and like fun, bouncy nature of what we do too. So um, I think with season three, we're, I, I'm not going to mention it too much just yet until we get to that point, but uh, we're, we're, we're shifting gears a little bit to try and f- feel out like a different tone that's a little bit removed from pre-established stuff so that we can kind of fully blossom as our own like identity. Yeah. And it, it happens every episode. Every episode, mm-hmm. something little, a little something gets added almost every time. Uh, so we mentioned some of the highlight moments throughout our uh, season. How about some low points where we just felt like really frustrated, had some doubts, or like, you know, it was just totally gassed out by the experience. Do you have any <laughs> to share? The, the only times that I really felt frustrated, and it wasn't, it, it's no one person's fault. It's just... We went from doing the two-parter. No, 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 no. The the Sardo episode was was awesome, and I loved watching it. And going into the post and and editing it was a huge undertaking, far more than I was expecting when I was when we had planned it. And then to go from that right into the Power Rangers two-parter, which was another gigantic episode to put together. By the time I was halfway through part one. I was going, oh man, I am exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> me too. The recording and, took four and a half hours to do during an ice storm with Toby. Uh, I had to get like over 600 screenshots by hand from yes. YouTube to use for that. It was just a slog in every sense on both of our ends. And I yes. am so sorry that I put you through <laughs> that kind of hell, Alex. It's I was okay. not expecting it to happen that way. Like it seemed a lot cooler and a lot more smooth and shorter in my head, but apparently what's in here doesn't always match what's out in reality. And I originally made that as episode 21 of season two instead of 15, which would have made more sense because we would have had the like momentum in the groove to like handle that. So I'm not sure why I put it that early um, in the episode lineup. So if we do, do uh ranking power rangers season two we'll definitely leave it for the later part of the season and we might have to do it without a guest uh to just have it a decent like length i know there's 39 monsters instead of 50 in in that season so it won't be as daunting but still we'll, we'll have to feel that out when we get we, to it for we, like we season might four. we might sandwich that between two episode reviews so that yeah. way it'll be yeah because those though. go quick yeah yeah but but even even with that I still loved the work that was being done. I loved how it was turning out. It was just the long marathon. And it was yeah. because you, you listeners don't 
really know. The only time I get to edit is after my entire family's gone to bed. And I will be up until 12, 1, sometimes 2 o'clock in the morning, and then I have to get up at 5.50 in the morning to get ready for work. And after doing that for almost nonstop for three to four weeks, it, you can imagine how exhausted I was getting by the end of it. And then, and, and poor Brett, because he's sending me, because I'll edit the episode, send it to him for suggestions or notes, things that I have completely overlooked. And then every he would send me a litany of things that needed to, and, and it wasn't, and, and we've talked about this before. It's yeah. their constructive criticism. It makes the episodes better, but whenever I'm exhausted, I'm like, Oh my gosh. But then after I'm done with it, after I'm done with my little fit, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I do need to do these things. So it's it, that moment was probably the only moment in the, in all of season two, when I was really, my, my patience was wearing out. But again, it wasn't totally understandable. It wasn't any one person's fault. It was just the marathon beating down. Yeah. But it, uh, by the time it was done, oh man, it was. It's. I loved re- revisiting that episode. Going for this, like this, this hard work really paid off. It's still a really good episode. And my son uh, Sam has just got back into Power Rangers, and I oh, told him, yeah. you're, you're going to have to watch this Monsters episode after you're done with season one." He said, "Okay." Think of it as like a an audio companion to like. Yeah. The, the Power Rangers season, like if you don't remember any particular episodes, you know, go check out a certain monster that might interest you and then go jump to that uh, either on your DVDs or streaming service or wherever you can find it, really. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of the idea we had for the ranking format of episodes where we just take some sort of topic and we we try to place it in like a certain order of like good to bad uh, so that, you know, viewers who doesn't who don't have the the like knowledge or the, the wherewithal to understand why, you know, these are better than others can like have a quick reference guide and jump to that if it interests them. Yeah. But that's, that's really the only time that I've the only, well, no, the only other, there, there, there was a second, but that's not a spot attack thing. It was a computer thing. My, my, uh, uh, my hard drive was running low and i had to have somebody help me uh find out what was being stored on my computer where because i save everything externally so something was being saved on the hard drive itself and i couldn't find it so that was... adobe likes to do a lot of auto saves in random places and that will eat up memory fast with its cache yes. and temp files uh th- there was a ghost file i had all the all the other ones done uh, they they were all going to the external, but I had ghost files that were being saved, and I and obviously they were hidden. I couldn't find them. I had to have uh, somebody who was very very nice to gift me this computer because he loves what I've been doing with Nickelodeon yeah. prior to Splat Attack, and then when he found out I was doing this, gifted me with this amazing new camera. So it, he's he helped me get that sorted out, and that was very recent, but. It's been it's been running smoothly ever since, but that that's less flat attack, more hard drive. But uh, everything else, I I don't really have any other particular low frustrating moments. I have a couple. I wouldn't say they're low though. It's just more like frustrating preparing for them, and then sure. it ends up turning out fine. Because sometimes <laughs> sometimes after I record, I'm like oh crap that's going to be an awful episode and then it turns out to be fine because my tastes are different than people who watch our videos apparently or listen to us um so two come to mind they're back to back double dare and space cases 
I felt like I really offended Robin with my questions being so specific, and I felt really bad after that recording. Like, oh shoot, she's never going to oh, come really? back if we talk double there again. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, it, it seemed that way to me when I was asking them. Like, she's losing her patience, and no. that, that made me feel bad afterwards. So. Uh, Robin, no, Robin, no animosity. Hopefully you can come back if we do more double dare and what we do do stuff. <laughs> oh, she will. Robin's yeah. fantastic. She, she's a pro. She's, I didn't detect any offense at all. That's good. And then for the other one, uh, space cases, really, it was just like trying to prepare the notes and like get everyone's input in and rewriting it like five times. Uh, that, that for me was, it gave me some headaches, but I'm really glad that it turned out the way that it did because it's also grown quite a bit and helped bring a lot of Space Cases fans out of the woodwork to kind of contribute their voices to it as well. So sometimes things end up just being naturally difficult at first, but they get easier over time. And that's one of our episodes that proves that. And Catherine Jersey, who was our guest, one of our guests, our fan guest that episode, she helped us coordinate that whole thing. So and, and she's also one of our patrons. So yes, thank big, you, Catherine. Big, big thank you, Kat, for everything that you, I know we've said it in the episode, we've said it in the bonus content, but every time Space Cases and that episode is brought up and the hard work that was put into it, thank you. We've already scheduled a couple of uh, Space Cases episode reviews for future seasons. So definitely look forward to that. Yes. Uh, if you're willing to stick out the ride. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, sometimes <laughs> sometimes I, I, I just like, give you notes crack a dawn when i get up so i'm like totally tired and like i have to walk the dog and i'm doing it while i'm walking the dog without getting run over by cars so you know the the whole convenience of like hey everyone's connected on the internet now i need answers now <laughs> sometimes it, it goes against like how i would have worked if we were in the 90s and you know went to a building and we're in the same physical space together but i i, I make it work somehow there was one time uh, where I had just finished editing it and then I put it up on YouTube and then I was just letting it run. And then I got myself ready for bed, got in the bed and my phone went, uh, who is that? Brett, what are you doing up? And it's like one o'clock and the note was like, Hey, I just saw that you uploaded this. Yes. I'm awake. I'm going to go ahead and do the notes now. Okay. And then I put on the charger <laughs> and went to sleep and woke up the next morning. Okay. what did he say? Yeah, How sometimes I'm I'm just like, you know, uh, I got to get this off of my mind so I'm not thinking about it because I constantly, there are many nights where I can't sleep because I'm thinking about how to improve splat attack. I'm nuts like that. Well, when you yeah. obsess over something, and I don't mean you individually, I mean, we as society, we obsess over something and then we try to rest. We can't because we're so excited about this thing. So yeah. that makes sense. We're, we're in hustle mode until we make it big. So that's that's part of the reason why I'm constantly working on it to improve it. That's right. Along with Alex and Jordy and anyone else who contributes to our cause. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. So with that out of the way, let's talk about our hopes and what excites us for season three, which we can kind of lump into one category. Man, I, I, there's so many things I'm excited about season three and I don't want to give spoilers. Um, I will tell you, the guest list that we have lined up for season three, both for the main episodes and for the bonus episodes, I'm really, really, really excited about, uh, especially early in season three. So some of you, you, you won't have to wait long to see mm -hmm. how, how big one, especially one of these 
anniversary episodes is going to be. Oh man, that's going to that's going to be amazing. I'm super excited for that. And you better use the theme song in the intro clip because that's what's going to get me jazzed up for this whole mm -hmm. thing. Like mm -hmm. kind of like what we did with Space Cases where we did fancy credits and Are You Afraid of the Dark? We need to do something like that for this because it's just that anticipated. Like it we can't plan this out I think before the podcast actually started. We so. did. We did. This is a long time coming. And for anyone in the woodwork who knows the show we're talking about, you better be there for the premiere day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. But I'm really excited for season three for, for the guests. Uh, I'm surprised that, um, I mean, we have people that we've been talking about for months. We have contestants from game shows who we've been talking to for a while who are going to be in this season uh i'm not gonna say what show uh we all, we've got um i had reached out to someone for christmas and within minutes of telling them that we're going to do a christmas episode that celebrity reached back minutes said yeah sure let's do it jeez okay uh the which has got me and Brett all jazzed even more. Uh, so I'm really excited to see these guests in season three. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Definitely. And some of the episodes are going to have a different dynamic than previous ones we've done, where we're actually going to have, you know, a mixture of celebrity guests and like friends or podcast guests. So mm -hmm. it's just going to be one big happy family of reminiscing over these topics. Like definitely tune in and tell your friends. It's going to be amazing. Uh, one of the things that I hope to have happen in season three, is and you and i had had a meeting about this previously yeah the shirts oh no you can see through the little dinosaur guy <laughs> whoops Don't, never mind that i'm not using green screen <laughs> i'm actually at universal studios right now <laughs> you used a time machine yeah i mean at least i'm not wearing my team gackoid shirt because look what happens <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but season uh, season three, uh, season one was all about let's just get the podcast going. Season yeah. two, it was all right, let's branch out so we can get more of an audience and see if we can't get some things, uh, some merchandising and uh, Patreon going just to build upon the build, foundation, build a foundation there. And then season three, let's really punch it hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, so season two, pretty much the only thing we have is the Team Slimester shirt, the Splat Attack shirt, and then for a while we had the Legends of, of the Hidden Temple uh, fan-made t-shirt character designs, and uh, th th those didn't go anywhere. But uh, we've had a lot Sad of support. Face. We've had a lot of support for the Splat Attack design, which I thought was yeah. cool. But we've been wanting to do more, and uh, so. Brett and I had shared some ideas back and forth, which I still need to get you those design ideas, but we've got some pretty fun t-shirt designs and there we'll have some splat attack centric and then some that are centered towards specific Nickelodeon properties, but with a splat attack twist. So, yeah, these are definitely going to be things you want to own. Like that's yes. what we're trying to work on with our merchandise is like what what screams 90s nickelodeon that you're like proud to wear and also want to yep. support the podcast with so um when i actually have the time to do that and when i get back from vacation i'm gonna go hard with those designs and uh see if we can make it happen and uh i can't say go check out our bonfire page because we might be shifting to a different vendor for season mm -hmm. three so 
All I can say is if you're watching this, go to Bonfire now while this is like fresh in the first week of release. Get what you can because it might not be there once we officially get into the swing of things for the next season. Yeah, we've we've got uh, somebody who I've met through the Nickelodeon socials and uh, they've they work for a t-shirt printing company and they've been very, very friendly and very helpful. So it's very likely we're going to go that route for uh, our t-shirt designs going forward. Definitely. Um, just to touch upon what I'm excited for season three are, I think the topics are very well-rounded. Yes. Um, it's, it's a lot of stuff that some people have been requesting and stuff that I've been wanting to get to for at least a season or two now. Um, and it just really flows with the feeling of fall and winter, which we'll be covering them. We got, uh, we're going to be doing the Halloween themed episodes again. So, you know, when splat attack turns inverted colors with the, the purple and the glowing green for season one, we're going to be doing that for season three. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we got, we got some holiday episodes lined up. We got plenty of episode reviews. We got another, are you afraid of the dark versus goosebumps coming up, but I'm not going to tell you which one. All I'm going to tell you is that one's for Patreon and one's for the main line. So definitely check out both of those once they release. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to have all the guests. I'm excited about the new graphics for the slime tank, because in case you didn't listen to the previous episode, which is remembering forgotten Nick game shows, uh, we're building a little bit of lore here for splat attacks backstory. Mm -hmm. And what happened is when we, uh, dug out our guests from the time capsule at Nickelodeon Studios when we visited for a second time, the first being for episode 18, we actually found some discarded parts of what's behind me right here, the, the slime geyser. And I just decided, you know what? Screw it. No one else is using it. Let's build our own slime tank. Let's actually have a slime tank. And you know, you're just going to have to wait and see next episode how it turned out. So that makes me really excited. Along with like a brand new intro and a modification of our credits too, and yes. logo. Yeah, the the up, updates that have been made for our effects all look great. Uh, again, that's one hundred percent Brett and Jordy. Uh, they've done a wonderful job. They they give me the puzzle pieces. I put them together. Exactly. I love how things just work in synergy like that. Mm. Yes, Good times. It's, it's great. Great teamwork. Uh, there was something else I was going to comment on, but uh, it's apparently not that important. So we'll move on. That's fine. It'll hit you when you least expect it. <laughs> uh, Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Must buy frosted Pop-Tarts. Um, so do we, do we want to do a compilation showcasing and honoring all the guests that we've had this season? Yes. Together. And here they are right now. Yes. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's actually, it's not a, it's a screen capture. It's not, yeah. a, it's not an actual yeah. photo. But uh, but it, uh, I love when Sardo was like, so he's, he's trying to do a number on Dr. Yes. Bing. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. 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 My background, I mean, I grew up in the 90s. So video games was, you know, that's what we did as kids. So I actually, I'm, I'm a retro gamer and a retro collector thanks for inviting me today guys thanks for thanks for uh reading that pre-scripted uh those <laughs> words that i made that i made you read alex <laughs> well that's all right You're i'm welcome. pretty good at reading i i graduated in third grade <laughs> you forgot the part about greatest ever but that's okay i'll, I'll forgive you oh was that oh i didn't see that <laughs> yeah, I, must, yep. I need to get some bifocals well, that's all right that's all right i'll have to borrow brett's <laughs> <laughs> i'll pay you anyways 
and he was quieter and more of an observer and um, kind. <laughs> I guess I related to him, but this guy, whatever his name was, uh, is, uh, had the blue hat with the red brim. And at the end, someone wins. Maybe I'll give you a prize. Maybe you just get the satisfaction of winning. We'll see. Well, I've already gotten the satisfaction of losing. A big <laughs> there you go. So if you end up winning, you can have both of them together and you you can just put them on your bookshelf. It was wonderful to know that this, uh, this show, this character um, was so beloved um, and, and still is, still is. Um, so I got that sense very much on set. Very, very much. The respect they have for the series, DJ, DJ for sure. I mean, what you, what you started here is just it's phenomenal. So you also won $1,000. Yes. Do you remember anything that you spent your money on? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> Let's get into the nitty gritty. Hey, Olmec. Yes? I want you to know what really happened. What do you mean? You're telling me that what was on TV wasn't actually what happened? And it looks like you have a octopus on your head? Yeah, I dove into the water and it just latched on. I don't know. Oh, wow. I guess he's uh, coming with us for the ride, huh? So we have technically two guests today, Kelsey and uh, Mr. Nickelodeon Colored Octopus. Yeah. So he, he's all thematically colored for the episode. He just wanted to fit in. I don't think it's a true line because as we've discussed in this episode, the ship didn't really talk. It made deep humming noises. And the person that said that was someone that would go on and you know just have such an illustrious career um he is probably one of my favorite actors um i've Mine given too. it away the male it's a male um one of my favorite actors uh he as a person i feel like he brings communities together um across the world uh from the united kingdom uh to the united states to australia and his name is Christian Schmidt and he played the role of Alex Newman. But what was the fun part was it was so violent. <laughs> and we're in a little, as you can see in that picture behind you, that we're in a little closed space and yeah. things are flying and I'm ducking and you know, I'm having to get out of people's way. Uh, my name is Rahi Azizi. I played the character Bova. I'm Paige Christina Huser, and I played Rosie Iani. I played Teresa James Davenport. Oh, my name is Paul Bereski. I played Commander Goddard, Seth Goddard. Hi, guys. I played uh, her. Hi, my name is Catherine, and I sat too close to the TV as a child. To make sure that you couldn't sell it, they would cut they would cut a big chunk out of right below the collar on the back. So, that, so they'd ruin the show. But that didn't stop the cheapest man in show business, Lou Schneider. This one yes. was this one. so ridiculous yes. when it happened, but but everybody this laughed. I mean- This one I it, don't it, remember at all. It, okay, took so, on, it took on a life of its own. It did. It really did. <laughs> I don't know guy. what he's gonna bring back and I'm scared. When, I was, when I was a 13 year old young lad, uh, me and my cousin both, you know, a couple of preteen young men. Uh, we thought she was pretty hot, so uh, we we didn't we did like her. <laughs> We're nodding in agreement. He he gives it to her and he tells her he loves her for the first time, and Aww. he tells her if she wears the harp pointing towards her, it means you belong to someone. Mm. Um, so Alex did surprise me one year for birthday. 
maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a replica of the ring. Ooh. That visceralness of them and like their ability to break things very easily, the way they pound on the windows. Uh, it just felt really real. Like it didn't seem dumbed down for kids, like the way they act. Like it, I mean, like once they make contact, sure. And I would sign every kid's autograph. I would sit there for hours signing autographs and talking to each child. And one mom came up and said, we have driven 400 miles, spent the night here last night. It's that scene where like Corey's like all heartbroken and finally he gets over her and he's like, you know what? No, I'm not going to go to Pittsburgh. I'm not going to be an idiot who shows up and she rejects me and he opens the door and she's standing there like soaking in the rain. And she's like, Corey, I ran away from my home to like follow you. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Hey guys. Yeah, no, happy birthday month. I'm happy to be here. That was fun. It was. Thank you so much for joining us for this journey, guys. I mean, I didn't even expect to get this many guests, uh, including, you know, Alex's son and my sister and my girlfriend and Alex's wife. Like what? We're just getting, everyone's just getting in on the action. It's, that's what makes the journey enjoyable. And uh, I was thinking earlier uh, in preparation for our segment this episode, of how many guests we have for season one, which still amazes me for season one, we had that. Yeah. Many. And then season two was like, <laughs> hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it doubled it or it came close. We did. We did. Wow. So favorite episodes. Um, I, I did say my highlight was the the James Bond episode. So mm-hmm. Brett, what is one of you? And I have others, but Brett, what is your favorite episode? Cause I'm pretty sure we're going to have some overlap. Oh, definitely. Well, Top of my list is Doug's Lucky Hat. Boom. It's our first Splatceptional rated episode, which means it's perfect. It's in the Splat Attack uh, pantheon in Hercules land where Zeus lives. And <laughs> um, that one was really special to both of us. We shared yes. some very personal stories. And initially we wanted to get Billy West for that episode, but I just could not contact him despite the fact that I've had two brushes with him recently. Uh, some people are just too busy and they don't recognize messages that we sent to them, which, you know, it happens. We don't take Mm -hmm. any offense, but I was like wrestling with it. Like, Oh shoot, what are we going to do? Are we going to just do this alone? Or should we find someone else from Doug? And just out of the blue, I happened to find like Jim Jenkins, uh, website, like where he works now contacted them, did a hail Mary, did some praying. And lo and behold, (laughs) he showed up. He's like, yeah, that sounds fun. Um, and it turned out to be his favorite episode as well. So I just feel like it's just the universe coming together to make something beautiful happen that was beyond our control. And I just loved it. And as you're going to hear from our Slimesters and Gakoids, it resonated with many of them. Mm-hmm. There almost every time we have a guest when it's done, my first thought, and usually when you and I are, they leave and you and I are left alone, it's usually that was fun. And that's, that's about it. Uh, that was fun. That was cool. I had a good time, but there have been a, a few times this season where the episode was done and then you and I got off the call. I'm still, it's not just a, I'm fun. It's, it's cloud nine. It's, Elated. It, it's, that was so cool. And then I go and tell my wife and she was, okay, well, how was, uh, what was Jim like? It was beautiful. 
the whole experience was just beautiful. And uh, there's been a couple of those. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but Jim Jenkins, just the opportunity to talk with him and pick his brain and all the fun stories he shared, man, it, it was it, it that that one will always hold a special place in my heart. Definitely. I have I have many more favorites, but uh, I'm going to jump to another one of my favorite subjects that really, really let us let loose. And this was the two parter Nick and Josh's Hidden Temple Legacy. Like we got to do Legends again, which is great. We got to have not one, but two guests on. We got to make our second two-parter where we did the first part with like the 90s Legends episodes. And then the second part was like the reboot episodes with the same people 30 years later. Mm -hmm. It just felt like an unreal experience to like be able to capture this and do it exclusively too. And that was also a perfect episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I guess I guess the writing's on the wall here that when these magical things happen, it it's nothing less. Um, they were just a blast to talk to and oh, they yes. really got into the theatrics with us too. Like between me <laughs> taking my shirt off for every second, finding, uh, you know, Shay's remains oh, from the dungeon, uh, having the silver monkey comments and Olmec's, uh, impersonation voice from Josh. I mean, there are too many great moments in that episode. I just love rewatching it for the fun of it. The, the notes that make me the most happy are when Brett, I, I come up with an edit and I don't tell Brett about it. And then I just get this message of that made me belly laugh. The, the, the music that I added whenever he was taking his shirt off on that episode, <laughs> I was cracking up when I was editing it. I mean, the idea came up and I cracked up and then I made it. And my wife is over here trying to read and she's, what's so funny? I put it together and said, come here and look at this. And she laughed too. And to signify that transition, I'm actually going to take my shirt off. Turn into a different kind of podcast. Look at him. <laughs> I'm ready. But, it was oh, perfect. man. Nick and Josh, Josh especially, had me in stitches. Mm -hmm. I, I would love that's two guys. And I've said this before on other interviews that I've done. Uh, both um, as Splat Attack and as just True 90s Nickelodeon, well, there is a, a very small handful of people. Like, I would love to just meet you outside of the podcast and outside of doing the interviews and just have a drink and share stories. And I those, agree. those two are one of them. Uh, they, they were so fun, so entertaining, so high in energy, but not obnoxiously so. And it, they were fun. They're just two people you want to hang out with. And I loved that. So yes, I, again, overlap easily. One of my favorite episodes. Yes, definitely. Um, trying to think, oh, I, I mean, we already talked about, but Sardo's magic mansion, like yes. that was a, a happy accident. Like if, if Richard Dumont hadn't missed the 30th anniversary, this <laughs> wouldn't happen and it wouldn't be our you know, most favorite video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, I really love doing like the super specs effects too, to introduce them and just hearing about DJ's stories and him sharing like the photos with us of, you know, the Cutter's treasure footage and like all the kids at Universal Studios from the Midnight Society and like hearing Sardo, I mean, uh, Richard Dumont play along with us when we did the little splatulator uh, closing dialogue where he's like, Ooh, thank you, Mr. Rockefeller. <laughs> like he was totally <laughs> in character with it and it made me want to give him a big hug and I know we said we were going to do either a Super Specs or Door Unlocked episode review of him season three. Unfortunately, we couldn't fit it in. But Richard, if you're listening, please hang on. We want to have you back and we want to do that either of those episodes with you. Yes, yes. 
I don't think we had a single guest this season that I would not have back. Mm, thank goodness. <laughs> We've been very, very blessed with some really awesome people. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and I have a feeling if we ever have a guest that's just not working out, you and I will just re-record the episode. <laughs> yeah. Say, no, or not. we can do the opposite like we did in season one and we weren't sure Phil Moore was going to show up. We do the entire yes. episode and then he's like, oh, hey, guys, I didn't realize this today. Can we do it tomorrow? And then... <laughs> There we go. Yep. I'm I, I'm still debating if I want to like release the alternate version on Patreon as like bonus content. <laughs> do you still have that footage? I do. I save everything. I have a five terabyte external. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, that'd be fun to do. Yeah, that'll be a okay. side project for when I have a low in uh, Patreon editing. Yeah. Um. What What's another highlight for you? Double dare. I Mark Summers, been, baby. <laughs> I have been trying and trying and trying because uh, for those of you who don't know, over on Instagram, I did a series of one-on-one interviews via Instagram Live for uh, almost a year, and um, I had the great opportunity to talk with Robin, and uh, that was months in the planning uh, because her her father wasn't doing well for quite a while, and. Um, and we were trying to get both her and Mark to do an Instagram live. And I just, I couldn't get through to Mark. And uh, then when we were doing this episode, I was, okay, I'm going to try this again. And uh, it was quite the battle to at least get his attention because it's Mark Summers. Yeah. Like, uh, like Brett was saying with uh, Billy West, uh, the more well-known they are, the more comments and uh, messages, it's hard and to emails. Reach it, it, it is, and uh, because they're they're great people and they're very talented, and people love them because they are great people and they're very talented. So trying to get his attention was the was the challenge. But once I got it, and I did get it, obviously, then I was like, all right, we can we can make this work now. Especially now that I've got Robin in my back pocket, who will nag him if I beat her too. There but, we go. The one, we, two punch we, and Jasmine there too, who has a personal connection with him do the double dare live. Yes. So it's like, how could he not show up? He'd look bad. <laughs> no, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, but great. it was so, it was so awesome. And uh, also something that uh, only the Patreon, our patrons had seen. He, Mark stopped the episode to talk with my wife. No, no, no. no. Robin stopped the episode, and then Mark continued. Uh, my I, at the time I wasn't using virtual backgrounds yet, and uh, my wife had just walked through the background to go put some stuff away, and then Robin just start because she follows me on Instagram, so she's seen, and she goes, "Oh, hey, there's your wife back there. Hi!" And I had to holler at Megan and say, "Hey, uh, Robin says hello." So then she peeks around the corner, and goes, "Hi," and starts to leave, and then Mark goes, "Hey, what's your name?" And then he, he turns in the interviewer for a while. And then Sam shows up. And Sam's familiar with Double Dare. So the fact that they just took a few minutes just to even talk to my family. And they had nothing to do with the episode. Uh, will always be a highlight for me. And then afterwards, my wife was going, Mark Summers talked to me. He talked to me. It's like, uh-huh. That is how I feel on some of these episodes once it's all done. It's like, I can't believe I've had this opportunity. That's the power of the podcast. Just bringing everyone together under one common roof for something we all love. Yeah. They were, and they were wonderful people, truly wonderful people. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any other favorites we want to mention? Uh, I don't think, I think those are the two, well, the three, including the, the James Bond episode. I think those are my three, no, uh, four uh, with them. 
Nick and Josh. I think those are my four favorite episodes of the season. And that's not to say that there's a bad episode, but those are the no. four that elevate. They're like my, ones. They're, they're my S tiers. Yeah. I'd say for me, Sardo, um, Nick and Josh. Uh, Doug. Doug. Yes. Sorry. I'm drawing a blank. And actually the most recent, well, not most recent, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, Sending Your Navel. I really enjoyed that conversation. It was a lot of fun. That was fun. Mimicking that the hippo lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like seeing Kelly on her, uh, Kelsey on her little raft join us too. <laughs> with, the, with the octopus on her head. Like, whoa, you, you sure you want to take that off before you uh, start the show with us? I think someone... Uh, is a stowaway on your raft. <laughs> I had some fun putting that one together. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun too. Um, and of course, you know, having having our significant others on for favorite romantic moments and my sister for the top five birthday episodes because that was a very sentimental episode for us, probably the most of this season. And it was it was enjoyable to share that with other people. And I know Catherine actually reached out to us on Patreon saying that it was very touching uh, the episodes that we mentioned, especially the It's My Birthday to Yeah from Space Cases being in our lists. So, yeah, I mean, any of those moments that really like hit us in unexpected but beautiful ways, I'm all for it. So, Which again, uh, is further evidence of go check out our Patreon episodes. Yes. Very good. Doesn't cost much. <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right, I, I have a question for you, Mr. Brett. Sure. And I'm sure we're going to have some, some overlap, but we've done a lot this season. Oh, yeah. What are some things that you are most proud of in your accomplishments for season four Splat Attack? Uh, season two, you mean? Not season yeah. four? Season two. Okay. Um, that's a really good question. I would say that at the beginning of season two, I wasn't very confident in myself in terms of my editing abilities. Um, that's partially why I gave you the reins for editing because I'm like, oh crap, I can't do this as fast as you. I'm dealing with nerve damage in my shoulder. I have lower back issues. How am I going to turn out an episode every two weeks that's like over an hour and a half? So I'm like, let me just go over here to Patreon and see what I can do. And sure enough, that gave me the space and the time I needed to just chip away at it at my own pace and have some fun and, you know, do a lot of silly zany effects that may or may not have influenced your editing style as well. And I really like what I was able to come up with for those episodes. So I'm really proud of those Patreon episodes mm -hmm. that you should go check out, by the way, if you're not a patron already. <laughs> And also just doing all the graphics and staying true to the roots of Nickelodeon with the look and feel of our show. Like we don't have to be a video podcast too. We can just do the bare minimum like everyone else and be like another 90s podcast with two 30-somethings kind of not really knowing what they're talking about and skirting by. But no, we are overachievers. We are passionate about <laughs> 90s Nickelodeon yes. and we want to take it farther than any 90s podcast has gone before. So that's why my ambition is kicked in the high gear and like really get into this as if we're actually a show on Nickelodeon. And that's how I treat it. So I'm just proud of everything we've we've done so far, the graphics, the Patreon episodes, just just being able to survive and look back and be like, wow, we did this. We did yes. this. Yes. 
Go ahead. I do also want to mention that I'm I'm also proud of the fact that we got through that Tomorrow People episode review because oh, it's five gosh. episodes, not one. And we had Christian from Australia join us at the time, which yes. who would have thought that would happen? <laughs> and Christian, oh man, he was so awesome. He was so accommodating. And uh, I, I felt awful for the amount of times that we've had to I mean, that within the last couple of hours, it was constantly trying to find a time that we could get him in. Mm-hmm. And because um, because there's such a huge time shift. But um, one of the other things that I'm really proud of uh, in accomplishments is my, personally my balance for schedule, mm-hmm. uh, because working a full time job and then I teach on top of it. And then I am a husband and a father and then doing the podcast. If I could. If looking at you slimsters and gagoids we ever get this spot attack to where it can be our full-time job and we're paid to do this professionally then that'll open up my schedule a lot more but as it is right now it's it's a fine uh, balance because i don't want to take this obviously will cut into some time with my family but i don't want it to take too much i still want to make sure that i have time with my sons and with my wife and then do these too and uh, with all the things that I've got going, it's it's times can be a little tough to balance, but I'm very, very grateful that one, my son, uh, who is a part of it and he's taking ownership in it, doesn't give me any grief whenever I have to take the time to edit. And then the same for my wife. She has been incredibly understanding whenever it comes to doing this. And she's got her own shirt too. Uh, Monica's Go. got her own. Uh, yep. Your their dog's got one. The fact that we have two wonderful ladies who completely understand and resonate and are allowing us to do this without giving us grief on top of it. Mm. Uh, it because if they were giving us grief, then it would take all the fun out of this. Yeah. Um, but the I'm very, very grateful for both of them. But uh, the fine act of balancing time, uh, both in editing and in recordings, I'm glad that we were able to do that. And we, the season one, the beginning of season two was a bit rocky in terms of my schedule trying to find that balance. But now we've, we've got it pretty well smooth. <laughs> it's like episode, 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 Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> and then episode, episode, episode. Oh, we have our groove by Doug's Lucky Hat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that was yeah. very much that. Yes. Yeah. If I could redo it again with a time machine, I'd put Power Rangers back in episode 21 where it belongs. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to mention just for the hell of it, like sometimes things don't work out in the planning stage when I do all the planning for the podcast that you would expect it to. And sometimes we have to move things around for guests or like our yeah. schedules. So the final result of our episode lineup, even for season one, uh, is very different than what we initially planned. So um, the big changes really were like shuffling some things around. We are actually going to do Rugrats Barbecue Story as um, our like July 4th episode, but we opted for Rocco's Modern Life Senior Naval instead because, you know, July is about being at the beach. And I originally wanted Joey to be the guest from Big Orange Couch uh, on that Rugrats episode. He wasn't too into it. So I'm like, here, you can be a guest for Pete and Pete because you love Pete and Pete, right? Um, so it was just like moving some things around to really make it work. And I think uh, the the phone police versus calling all creeps was later in the season. Double there was earlier in the season. Um, we kept waffling on, on the video game episode. If that was like a legitimate topic and also a follow-up to the Nick arcade that we wanted to do. So, 
you know, even it's a lot more chaotic than you think behind the scenes just to make things oh, yeah. work and also keep like a variety of show formats. So we're not doing like 20 episode reviews in a row, which are, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but we like to be a little bit creative and give some variety here. Um, yeah, very, very much. We don't want to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over, which uh, is great for other podcasters who do that. That's not our thing. We, we, yeah. we want to change it up. Yeah, it, it very much embodies the the amorphous nature of the Splat Attack Splat and also the Nickelodeon Splat, where it's always changing and molding to whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be like default mode. It can be anything that really, you know, sparks interest or whimsy in both Alex and I and our Slimesters and Gakoids. So, you know, if you keep sending us suggestions for like episodes to do, we'll make time for it. We may not get to it immediately because we plan seasons ahead of time. But if it's something you're really passionate about, we'll try and fit it in our schedule because this podcast is as much for you as it is for us. Very much so. Very, very much yes. so. All right. Uh, where do you want to go next, Alex? I'm going. Yes. And I like how we just gave it a shot from the get-go with episode 14 and just continued it as like a recurring segment. So uh, I'm glad that worked out. Um, speaking of which, do you have like a favorite segment or like a highlight segment that you really enjoyed uh, over the course of the season? I don't think I have a particular favorite one. Uh, I think I enjoy all of them pretty much equally. They're, they're, they're all fun. They are. They're, they're meant to be like little mini games to like, change things up or give a little lightheartedness to the end after being in such an in-depth discussion discussion. And I'm really surprised how many I was able to come up with. Like the first one we ever did was think fast to make the grade. And that was before episode three, when we were like planning that back to school special. Yeah. Um, and then just along the way, I, just, I started thinking of like, okay, what kind of other games can we play on the show? And then I came up well, with I this think, or that. I think that started because we did the, um, the, 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 vote for class president thing yeah between between uh uh christopher loban and uh robin yeah Russo, or not robin Russo, uh, uh, robin correct. ross yeah robin ross uh from where the two of them were collectively uh or objectively arguing for who was the better show and then we got yeah to and we strike. threw in some trivia for each in there so it just kind of morphed into its own segment which is pretty it cool did. And then from that point on, it was very much a kick uh, kickoff point to oh, what 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 other fun things can we do? It's it, it's a little different than not many other people. If anyone else is doing things like this, so let's do yeah. It. I mean, just to recap for anyone who isn't paying attention, we have the current segments right now built up. We have think fast to make the grade. We have this or that. We have Nick Newsreel, which we showed on Space Cases and uh, the Thanksgiving episode from the previous season. We have Retro Replay, which was new to Nick Takes Over Your School and also showed up in Remembering Forgotten Nick Game Shows. And uh, Say what? Say what, of course. Say what? <laughs> and then uh, Mona's Mailbag. So, Oh, and, and guess that artifact. And re the Rename Game. Yes, Rename Game exclusive to the Versus episodes. So eight segments. We're doing pretty good at providing variety <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> I don't even know what to come up with for the next season. <laughs> And, uh, and I know we've said it previously, and I know we keep mentioning it. I, I apologize to all of you who are uh, probably sick of it by this point. <laughs> but, but thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, thank you. It's doing what we do. And uh, like everyone else, uh, finances are often very difficult. And um, 
I'm, I'm not even going to try to pretend like it's not difficult for anybody else or that I'm worse off than anyone else. It, uh, it, we're not going there. But I will say that finances do get tough. Uh, and anytime that you guys support through t-shirts, through the coffee mugs, through the patron, it's one, it helps us out immensely. And then two, it again refer reaffirms why we do this uh the the fact that there is people out there who are who believe in what we're doing so much so that they're going to put their money to it. it it's very reassuring to us so thank you to all of you and we we hope to continue churning out even more bonus content uh as time allows and, and that's the first thing as time allows yeah yeah, without getting overly ambitious. Um, I think we got a good grasp on things, though. So mm -hmm. I think we'll just keep keep running with what we got. And, you know, as long as people continue seeing our stuff, I think we can continue to grow the Patreon and spread the word. Like, we'd Absolutely. love to have more people on Patreon so we can do more fun things there. Absolutely. So if you're not there already, just check it out. Bare minimum. You don't even have to put money down. Just see what we got going. And uh, if it interests you, join us. And the live streams that we do once a month, those are those are always fun. When they work. <laughs> when they work. I have a hard time recording them due to there. due to uh, algorithms, um, but at least we can still do them live with the people that show up, and yeah. they do enjoy it. So I, I'm glad we're able to make those happen, regardless. And and the live streams are usually less about hey let's sit down and watch this. It's usually hey let's have a conversation and talk about this while we're watching this thing. Okay. Like exactly. as, if, as if we're sitting down on the big orange couch, having our bowl of popcorn and watching Snick. Exactly. Or, or whatever the lineup may be. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, with that being said, I'm just going to mention one little thing before we head into some uh, viewer responses. Go for but it. Uh, I think I've, I've gotten to this point where I felt that Saying Slimesters and Gakoids all the time might be a little bit too confusing for our audience, uh, whether they're on YouTube or on our podcast platforms. So I'm going to split us off to where we're just going to call you Slimesters from now on on the main timeline. And then for Patreon, you're going to be Gakoids because I think that that separation will make things a little bit clearer for people, certainly for me. <laughs> and if uh, we come up with any other names that we want to designate for other categories of stuff, we can do that too. I'm sure I can find a, a way to use Flomehead because Flom is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at least we're not calling them Zoglogs. What, what is that? <laughs> you don't know Zoglogs? No. Grab Zoglogs and little water. For the creator in all of us. All right, let's hear from uh, some of our slimesters uh, <laughs> about what their favorite episodes are from season two. And I think we'll just alternate with the list and comment on it where appropriate. So first of all, we've had a couple. Uh, we've had some repeat answers, which is really cool. We've had two people who chimed in and said that the 
Return to Sardo's Magic Mansion was their favorite episodes of the season, uh, which was TMC uh, 15117XX and also 90s Nick Tube, which is Carl. And uh, he's the one, if you all have been seen previously, he part collaborated with us for one of the giveaways and he made his really awesome, intricate uh, hidden temple pendants. Yeah, those look amazing. And if you have seen it, definitely support his work. Like he does great stuff and maybe yes. we'll, have, we'll have to find an episode to have him on because he sounds like a cool guy. Yes. Um, another, another episode that was also popular that we hinted at earlier is, of course, Doug's Lucky Hat. And uh, that was the favorite of Big underscore Mike 2594, Ben Bink888, and Marrero6672. So I'm really glad that episode resonated with you guys because uh, it definitely was special. <laughs> and uh, Kemp Travis, 84, I knew where this was going the second I saw that he was, uh, yeah. he had commented. He, he was our Double Dare fan, and yep. he was the he had uh, Mona's mailbag where he was talking about how much he loved that episode. So, of course, his response for his favorite episode was Messiest Double Dare Moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have uh, Going Galactic with Space Cases retrospective from Catherine Jersey, who was one of our guests for that episode. And you know what? I don't blame her. That was nope. really magical to have all those people from Space Cases on with us, like... Who'd have thought? It was just like the Are You Afraid of the Dark anniversary where somehow it came together and it was a joy when we were in it. And Micro Brew with three W's, uh, they had said their favorite episode was Legends to the End, Nick and Josh's Hidden Temple Legacy. And with the amount of people who love Legends of the Hidden Temple, which is a lot, this episode is a must and uh and nick and josh had so many fun things to share and they were so fun and entertaining again from what we had mentioned previously so i'm i'm glad that it that has found an audience plus it also has the most epic title of any of our episodes to date yes, so it, does. <laughs> it, it has a high standard but it definitely lives up to it <laughs> uh we also want to mention nick takes over your school too 1999 from gamer underscore 51 tv they, uh, they really liked seeing actual contestant winners and learning more about the contest because, you know, for many people, they're not as aware of all these contests that Nick Nickelodeon uh, did over the years. And that was one of the more, re, you know, more well-known recurring ones. And uh, each year has their own special flavor to it. So to be able to have guests to talk about that one, which we previously did not have any information on for episode 10 when we did Nick Takes Over Your School number one with... Um, uh, Brie is her name, Brianna. Yeah, Brianna. um, yeah, it, it's just a treat to like have that groundbreaking exclusive of more information being revealed to us and having heard it, for, uh, you know, from someone who lived through the experience. And actually, I just put in Nick Takes Over Your School too because that's what happened in this season. But uh, Gamer 51 TV had actually said that it was both this episode and the previous one with Brianna. Uh, So so they liked the fact that we had both episodes so that we could hear both. But I just put in this episode because this was our season two overview. But but they they very much appreciate the fact that we had for both. And of course, uh, my lovely girlfriend, Monica, who is a big supporter of this podcast, she had several episodes to mention, which some of them we've heard before. And actually, she likes some of the more horror themed ones. So she mentions Doug's Lucky Hat. Uh, Nick and Josh, Legends to the End, 
and two of the Nightmares as a Child segments, the Renegade Virus and the Killing of the Egg. And she she actually told me that she really liked the eerie atmosphere of Killing of the Egg because she'd never watched the short growing up, but <laughs> something about it in the way I described it really reeled her in. And I think I did a pretty decent job of like describing what it was like to see that as a three-year-old totally being blindsided between dog and rugrats <laughs> on a Sunday morning. <laughs> did you see that one, Alex? <laughs> oh yes. Yes, I am. I, that's, that's in my archives and I saw the episode and yeah, that was uh, that's a, that's a trivia one going from that to who are your favorite guests of season two. And of course this is going to, a lot of these are going to coincide with the previous question, but nineties, uh, Nick tube again, Carl said that his favorite, one of his favorites was Jim Jenkins. And uh, Catherine, who also mentioned Space Cases being her favorite episode, she also liked the Space Cases cast as her guest, which can't blame her. It was great to get all those people together. And Gamer51TV uh, had also said that his favorite guests were Mallory and Kit. But uh, we also had another person who didn't answer the previous question, but did answer this one, Viva underscore 90s. They had also said that Mallory and Kit were their favorite guests. Indeed. And uh, kind of going for a twofer here, um, Microbrew with three W's and my girlfriend Monica both like the Nick and Josh uh, guests for that Legends episode. And also my sister Chelsea, because uh, she got to meet her shortly before for Mother's Day in person uh, for the first time. And then she saw her on the episode and uh, it was a lot of fun, like a little family connection there. And uh, before we go into this next category which is <laughs> what else would you like us to cover on the show i don't want to give spoilers uh there are some i i have very strong feelings about some of these and i know brett knows where i'm going with one of them but uh there is i will say that some of the topics that you all have thrown out we are going to be addressing in season three so some keep of an eye out so again i'm not going to say which episodes but there is going to be some of these in there yeah. And if we don't catch it in season three, most likely four or five, I mean, we're going to be around here a while. Uh, each season takes about six months to go through. So if we don't get to it right away, don't feel bad. We are listening. We just have to like figure it out in our schedule to keep things balanced. Uh, so starting off, uh, Kemp Travis 84 says uh, he would like to see the 30th anniversary of Snick and favorite all that sketches. Yes and yes. <laughs> we are going to cover both of them in some way or form at a later date. I cannot say yes. when. You'll find out. <laughs> yes. And uh, 90s Nick Tube also had said Snake. And uh, 90s Nick Tube did a lot of live streams for quite a while. until, Especially on Facebook. Know, uh, until, uh, you know, the, the social media gods had I know. smoted him. More but, like the uh, mega corporation demons. <laughs> yes. But he did a lot of snick stuff and when the opportunity presents itself for us to do a snick episode uh, i would very much like to see if we could have him on uh moving on we actually have uh catherine jersey friend of the pod she mentions the secret world of alex mack um i actually had a, a couple ideas planned in later seasons uh for this show and we mentioned it briefly during uh, our top five birthday episodes at the end <laughs> But uh, we are trying to cover as many different shows as possible. So that will be in our future. If not season three, then definitely four or five, either an episode review or maybe a, a top five or favorites. And I, I'm, I've conversed with three cast members from the show pretty regularly on Instagram. So there's a very high probability 
that we'll get at least one guest from the show, possibly three. That, That'd be that's great. A, that, that's a big possibility, though, because you know schedules are are a pain. But right. uh, well, well, at least I'm sure we can at least get one. So here's an interesting combination of shows. Uh, Microbrew says he would love to see you can't do that on television, and Clarissa explains it all. And we haven't really covered either yet. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of been a little bit already for the dark heavy and legends heavy. Sorry about that, but you know, we're trying to figure out our audience. Um, we we do appreciate both shows. We yes. do appreciate their legacies, and we will be making time for them in the future. Uh, yes. This is going to be down a little bit further down the road based on what I have scheduled currently, but we will definitely make time for this for you. Yes. And plus, Clarissa was one of my favorites growing up. So we, we will definitely be addressing. Oh, yeah. And oh. I'm rewatching it now and I'm loving all the episodes you're showing. Oh, me. yes. Jeffrey Care. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Care or Carr? Jeffrey Carre. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't mean to offend. Uh, but uh, Hey Arnold. And uh, I we actually were talking about doing a Hey Arnold centric episode. And that one, yes, we are going to do it's going to have to be pushed a little farther in the season uh, just because, or either this season or the next, uh, just because I haven't really seen any <laughs> Hey Arnold. We also had to modify it a bit. Originally we were going to do an episode review. Uh, we're turning it into a versus. We're not telling you when or what it's going to verse against, but um, I think you'll enjoy it based on what we came up with. And I've been getting a lot of requests for Hey Arnold, like on my end too. So yeah. I'm definitely hearing y'all. We're just trying to figure out what episodes to do, what formats to do, and where to fit into the schedule. I know in particular Haunted Train is something I'm dying to do for a Halloween episode, but I have no clue where to put that. So Alex and I are going to have to put our heads together for some of these episodes once he gets more of the show under his belt. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Rugrats spinoff All Grown Up and what other potential it could have had if it wasn't canceled by Marrero6672. Boy, that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a vague association with All Grown Up. I've seen a couple episodes. I didn't watch all of it in the early 2000s. Um, I don't know if I can really speak too much on that, but I can say there are there is Rugrats episode coming up in season three, multiple. So be excited for that if you're a Rugrats fan. And I am going to mention this now because there is a couple of these that uh, are, are going to fall within this category. And uh, Splat Attack is all about 90s. And there are some TV shows that are very, very popular for kids who were of the late 90s and early 2000s. And um, I, I stopped watching Nickelodeon around 98, which is why, again, I, I have very little knowledge of Hey Arnold. So anything that came out after 98, I will have very little to no knowledge of. And uh, Rugrats All Grown Up is one of them. I, yeah. I know nothing about the series. Uh, and uh, again, this will be some of the other ones that we'll mention later. I'm sure the episodes are great. I'm sure the shows are great. But right now we're trying to keep Splat Attack focused on just pure 90s uh if the opportunity when the opportunity presents itself that we've started to exhaust uh 90s and want to branch out then and my schedule's cleared up so i can check out some of the other things because and I we're have, also doing this professionally <laughs> and, yeah exactly because i mean shows like invader zim the last airbender i've not seen any of them 
And I've heard people just praise how awesome these shows are. So I've seen both of all of them. I want to check them out. I just don't have the time. And especially since Splat Attack is pure 90s, we're keeping it pure 90s for now. But that's not a that's not a no. That's a we will shelve it, but it will be shelved for a while. So uh, all grown up, unfortunately, is going to be in that category for now. Yeah. Uh, VZ5H Magic says, are you afraid of the dark? Well, <laughs> you come to the right place because <laughs> are you afraid of the dark legends and Pete and Pete? We love those very much. So you're going to see plenty of those, at least one episode per season on our main timeline and one on Patreon and even some in our mini. So it's like nightmares as a child. Surprisingly, you know, I got a lot of nightmares from them. So I'll be talking about that. Um, you've come to the right place. Tell everyone else who's an are you afraid of the dark fan? Come here. <laughs> uh so before i answer this do you, question, do you want me to say this one <laughs> go, go ahead you can you can uh, go ahead to spare you the agony <laughs> well i've i have a very fun response for it but go ahead okay. I'll let you i'll let you answer it first mitchell kevin 20 says the spongebob pilots and my response to that is that i've mentioned i think during our top five birthday episodes because spongebob came up a couple of times for that on patreon um I am familiar and I most appreciate the first three seasons of SpongeBob. Season four afterward, no offense, but it can go to hell. <laughs> it's very, very different in terms of its personality and the story and the characterization. And it feels very off. Like that's when you know it's shifting from like creator to corporate mentality of producing yeah. the show. And it's only been a downward spiral since with some with some ups, like around season eight and nine when Steven Hillenburg came back to the show. But to keep things simple, we're not really going to cover SpongeBob on this podcast. If I if we do at all, it's going to be me probably without Alex, so I can spare him the pain. Uh, maybe as like a Patreon episode or like a mini-sode, quick review. Um, another way we can mention the SpongeBob pilot is that I've been really wanting to do like a, a either a top five or a favorite nick pilot episodes episode where we mentioned like a ton of pilots of shows that later became something like hey arnold for example or doug um or even pilots that you know never got off the ground but they're still fun to look at like thunder lizards which joey album had a hand in mm-hmm. so i think it's safe to say that we can save that particular topic for when we approach the the favorite or top five pilot episodes uh, cause you're going to be pretty hard pressed to get it on this, on this podcast, knowing, uh, how certain people clash. No, 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 knowing, knowing me. Uh, so my Mitchell Kelvin, I love you. Thank you for writing. Thank you for giving your suggestion. Uh, nothing against you. And I hope you don't take my answer personally. Uh, Brett, have you ever seen the movie cop out? No. Uh, Tracy Morgan, Bruce Willis, and uh, there is a moment uh, throughout most of the movie, Tracy Morgan is afraid that his wife is cheating on him. Uh, They've got no evidence to support, just pure feeling. Uh, Tracy Morgan's in the passenger seat, Bruce Willis is in the driver's seat, and they pick up somebody who's trying to break into uh, somebody's house, which is Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott's in the back seat and just won't shut up. Is that the guy from Dude, Where's My Car? Yes. Okay. And he is constantly harassing uh, Tracy Morgan. Now he's got wind that, oh, you think your wife's cheating. You think your wife's cheating. So he starts 
just oh man and start laying into these horrible insults and tracy's mm. just not having it and bruce willis is trying not to laugh and uh then bruce willis turns around and says all right all right that's enough uh, bruce willis's name is jim in the movie and then sean william scott after a moment of silence goes knock knock jim don't do it don't do it if you value our partnership don't do it We've been putting it in together for nine do it. years. Don't do it, Jim. Do it. Jim, don't don't do it, Jim. Do it, do it. Who's there? Why'd you do it, Jim? Why? Why? To humiliate me? Orange. For what? No. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No. No, no, no. No. Hell no. No. No! I refuse. No! No! Aren't you, damn it? Aren't you piss your wife's from another guy right now? <laughs> so, how's that relate to SpongeBob? <laughs> what's uh, what's my answer to SpongeBob? I, I, I divert back to Tracy Morgan's response. No. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. 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 Hell no! 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 I refuse! No! No! I don't want to step on people's toes uh, because I I know that when we're passionate about shows, uh, both in good and bad, if you, especially you love something and then someone says they don't like it, it hurts a little bit. Uh, SpongeBob is one of, if not the only show, I absolutely despise. I hate it. Uh, and uh, in the birthday episode that we did, Brett uh, Chelsea had mentioned it a couple of times for her favorite episodes, which is great. I'm glad that she enjoys it. And then Brett was going, I, I, I know SpongeBob is a trigger. It's like, no, it's fine. It's her show. I'm not going to step on her on, on, her, on her spotlight. But um, I, I tried, I've tried to watch a couple of episodes, especially in the first three seasons when a lot of people have told me that those are the best seasons. I can't do it. It's it really gets to me, and uh, I also consider SpongeBob to be more a 2000s show than yeah. a 90s show. Uh, I know technically the pilot came out in '99, but even then, season one is only partially in '90 in the '90s. The rest is 2000s and on. So, and again, keeping consistent with '90s Nickelodeon, I not only can I not bring myself to watch any of it. It's also just outside of our category too. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, there's there's a few other shows that like came out in '99 and Nickelodeon too that jump into 2000s. I think Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, that was 2000s. Years. Yeah, well, I, I I stopped keeping track once I hit that point. So yeah, if you want SpongeBob, you're either gonna have to find it somewhere else or pay me a lot of money to do it as a request <laughs> episode. Because I'm and, not doing and, it for free. Yeah, and, and it will be a, a Brett-centered only. He'll, he'll either have to do it solo or get another guest host. Because I could I, even do the laugh, too. Ah! <laughs> oh, I'm hurt. You want a Band-Aid? <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> trip to the hospital. Uh, Firmly grasp it! <laughs> okay, I'll stop with the impressions. You've, you've suffered enough. Um, let's move on to the next uh, yes. request. So, uh, Marrero6672 says, it'd be cool if you covered Rugrats and its success in the 90s in the spinoffs. 
Didn't we already kind of? Oh, that's. I feel like that's a repeat comment. In, in, in a way, it is. Uh, the the previous one, it was more on all grown up, but uh, this one is just Rugrats and its success, uh, which I kind of see as the way they did uh, the the way we did James Bond with the with the the impact it had on pop culture in the nineties. So we'll definitely be doing some Rugrats episodes. Yeah. And uh, I would, and I'm sure whenever we do talk about Rugrats that we will at some point be talking about the impact that it had because it's hard hard to ignore. (laughs) It's very hard to ignore. So yeah, yeah, we will definitely be doing some Rugrats. The spinoffs, again, that'll be shelved, but Rugrats itself, most definitely. Yeah. And I can even take you one step further um, because I have played with the idea of doing like a retrospective on the animation company, Klasky Supo. And under that umbrella, we can cover like every 90s Nickelodeon cartoon that they've done as like a brief summary and how they connect through like the history of the company and how they led to their successes. So that's something that will definitely entertain for later seasons. Thank you for the suggestion. Um, We also have... Uh, from Marrero six six seven two. It'd be really cool if you cover You Pick Live. Um, isn't that with Stick Stickley? No, You Pick Live is very different. Uh, Stick Stickley was Nick in the Afternoon. Gotcha. Uh, you Pick Live was again another two thousands show, and uh, that one usually it's kind of the same idea as Nick in the Afternoon, but it was with Henry and June. Uh, yeah. But, but I do have an alternative for you. Uh, Marrero 6672. Uh, Again, this is more 2000s. So for us, it's very much going to be shelved. But I do have something that you can check out. Uh, I have had the great opportunity because we were just talking earlier in the episode about how I've done uh, exclusive interviews on my Instagram page. Rich Berry uh he worked for nickelodeon for many many years and you've seen his work and you don't know that you had the the man did a lot of behind the scenes work he made a lot of the promos of uh name the show and he will have done a promo for it in the 90s uh he actually did some puppeteering as stick stickly he didn't do the voice he just did the puppeteering and he was the showrunner, i believe for slime time live in the 2000s mm-hmm and also had a lot to do with you pick and uh, we talked about all of that because over on the exclusive it was about the person and their career throughout the their tenure with nickelodeon so i will put a link to that interview in the description below so you can go check that out and see what he has to say about uh you pick and slime time live and everything in between definitely yeah that that is a very interesting topic that, um, you know, Alex definitely, I'm, I'm very grateful that he's able to cover these more like niche things outside of the podcast. Cause it really makes you think like what really went on into nineties Nickelodeon television that we just kind of not give a second thought, but when we like see it unfold and see how the process went, it's like, wow, that's really cool. I'm glad that we got to hear from this person about these experiences. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check that out. It, I've seen it like when it went live, it was amazing. Like it felt like being there in the audience of the show. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Can you cover Nick pilots that weren't picked? Uh, What's cooking Crash Nebula and the Patakis by Marrero6672? Uh, well, I'm guessing the Patakis was like a Hey Arnold side thing, but I don't recognize the other two unless Crash Nebula is from Fairly Odd Parents. 
I think it's from Fairly Odd Parents. Um, but I can't really comment on that. Those are outside of my realm of knowledge. I'm, I'm sure I can find them. No problem. Um, but I, I would just lump that into favorite Nick pilots and we can, we can just mention them there, uh, when we cover the topic, especially, uh, Thunder Lizards by Joey Album, which was like a, a pre Nicktoons era pilot that yeah. didn't quite make it, but it's still fun to look at. And there's a, there's a handful of other pilots as well that were thrown on Nickelodeon. So the a pilots episode would probably be the best place for it. Like Brendan yeah. suggested. Uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with these. Uh, I'm going to suspect because they're later nineties, but that's just pure guess. But well, when we do the pilots episode, whenever that may be because uh i don't know when we will but we will probably do that because that sounds like a fun topic it does uh angels angel sunlight uh suggested as told by ginger and uh again this falls into the 2000s category uh, i'm sure it's a fantastic show i've not seen any of it and it's definitely 2000s not 90s so this will be a topic that we will possibly revisit at a much later date Resmiga says wild and crazy kids. And that is definitely, I've got a plan for that. A couple of them. So I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned it because I have this new show format that I'm definitely going to try down the road. I don't know what season, but it's called create your own where we're essentially going to take the framework of a pre-existing Nickelodeon show and then give our own spin on what we would do to it. So one of the things I wanted to do was a create your own wild and crazy kids show with like our own made up obstacles for it and our own hosts and, you know, dry run it to see what it'd be like. And I also consider this for uh, remembering Forgotten Nick Game Shows Volume 2 because we were only able to do, you know, three three of those game shows for our most recent episode. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's still more game shows people need to know about that aren't talked about too much. There's yeah. like Wild and Crazy Kids, Get the Picture uh, Out of There, uh, which is really obscure. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure we can easily do like another volume or even two if we dig deep um, yep. to just cover those topics. So we'll definitely save Wild and Crazy Kids for volume two of Remembering Forgotten Nick Game Shows whenever we find it in the, uh, fit it in the schedule. And Viva underscore 90s says more salute your shorts and we will definitely be having more salute your shorts. That your is- prayers haven't been answered. They're, they're coming. Yes, and I, I will I will tell you that it is we are going to have some salute your shorts in season three. Uh, I have to wait and see when. Yeah, maybe on multiple timelines. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite Nick at Night shows is suggested by Kemp underscore Travis eighty four, and that is another topic like the pilot show that I've definitely wanted to cover for a while. I just don't know where to fit it in the schedule, yes. so. That'll be another instance where like Alex and I sit down and figure out, okay, you know, these are the episodes I kind of put in here for the next season. Do we like any of these? Do we want to change them? Do we just want to wipe the slate clean and just put new ideas in? Uh, we have a running like episode idea pool uh, document. Yeah, I know. And we've, we haven't even scratched the surface with those ideas. So we'll definitely add this to that. And, uh, you know, if we're still going by the year 2052, uh, you'll definitely see that. <laughs> I hope it doesn't take that long to get to it, but this is a great idea. Yeah, uh, I agree. So I definitely want to do this episode. Well, but like Brett said, it's just trying to figure out when and where to fit it with our yeah. our schedule of things we want to cover. But it's a solid episode, and I definitely want to put that in there. 
I'm smiling ear to ear for this next one. <laughs> <laughs> so Sierra with two S's, 72 says Roundhouse. Oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Moving on. Uh, no, Roundhouse. Yes, we're, we're definitely going to be covering some Roundhouse. I have had, uh, again, going with an exclusives, I've had the wonderful opportunity to talk with several people mm-hmm. from this show, and every single one of them has been uh, just pure delight. And uh, I had made mention earlier in the episode how I'd love to just have a sit down, have a drink with one of them, and just share stories and one of the cast members from this show is is on that list so when we do a roundhouse episode we're definitely gonna have to have some guests definitely and more than one too um i was there for alex's 90s and exclusive when it went live first and it was just such a treat to see everyone still finally remember the show and it actually reinvigorated like the magic that i had forgotten about it when i used to watch it first on snick uh way back when you know that first started so it, it's gonna be fun to revisit that that show and uh, see what kind of, you know, memories and behind the scenes stuff we can unearth for it. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that one. Uh, Sierra 72 also said Clarissa explains it all, which understandable. It's a great show. It's from early nineties, Nick. We both love it. So we're going to find a way to incorporate it into our schedule. Um, I don't think we'll be able to fit it into season three, but if not, definitely season four. So keep your eyes peeled and hang tight with us for, you know, at least a year and we'll get to it. Yeah. We're going to have some really fun stuff in between. So yeah, we do. Like I said, there's so much about 90s Nickelodeon to cover and we've only got 13 episodes a season, but we'll get there. Uh, The real jaunty or Janati suggested. So there's your shorts, Pete and Pete. Hey, dude, and co- collabs. I'm guessing collabs in like having more guests on our show, or like I'm, I'm assuming so. Yeah, he didn't specify, but uh, we, there's we also definitely... so many. There's also so many characters you can put in on the Instagram answers, so he probably didn't have time to explain all of that. But yeah, if if that's the celebrity collaborations, we definitely got you covered there. Yeah, that's that's kind of our forte at this point. Um, I don't know how we do it every week, but we still find people who are interested in our stuff. And I'm just very thankful to the 90s Nickelodeon gods that they're shining down upon us good fortune. <laughs> um, yes, hey, dude. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yes, definitely salute your shorts. Definitely Pete yep. and Pete. Your response to Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Um, that's another one of those shows where I, like, I barely remember it, but it does come up in conversation here and there. We did mention it as one of our picks for the top five birthday episodes on Patreon, which you should definitely check out. Um, and we need to do like a formal episode. We need to do at least one episode review of that because there's a lot of good, good, fun, wacky antics there that I think is like the Western version of Salute Your Shorts, like, you know, set out in Arizona uh, yeah. speaking. So um, that's another one we're, we're going to have to figure out where to squeeze that into our schedule, but we'll definitely cover it within the lifetime of this podcast. You can be yes. certain about that. Yes. Gamer underscore 51 TV returns again with all that and figure it out. And we, we've already mentioned that we are going to do some all that episodes and uh, figure it out, uh, which also Jasmine had sent in over online. I didn't get a chance to put it in the notes, but Jasmine also suggested figure it out and more double dare episodes, but uh, figure it out is, it is my favorite nineties game show. Mm. Uh, so I definitely want to cover figure it out at some point. So it's yeah. definitely on the list. 
Yeah, that's another one we're going to have to figure out where to put it because right now it's hanging out in season 12 where it's no man's land on the spreadsheet. And I'm like, no, we can't wait that long. We got to find oh. a place to put it in sooner. <laughs> um, and lastly, uh, we have more Nick Halloween episodes from my girlfriend, Monica. So, yeah, we're, we're going to keep doing that. I mean, oh, yeah. not, not only on uh, the main timeline, but also Patreon and maybe even the Nightmares as a Child. We'll see. Uh, or any other minisodes. I don't know. We're going to make it happen. We love Halloween. <laughs> yes. Sick, my second favorite holiday. Yes. It, it's actually my first Christmas second, but, you know, kind of interchangeable. <laughs> and then and Christmas is my number one. So that, that's, again, 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 we, we flip-flop like so many other things. What, uh, what are some other things our listeners asked us? So then we move into the ask us anything questions. And uh, Kemp Travis 84 had asked, do you still have any pieces of Nickelodeon memorabilia from your childhoods? And I can answer that very quickly. No, <laughs> I, I wish um, I did, but I, I, I did manage to find some of it again as an adult and, and recollect it. But from when I was a kid now, unfortunately, I don't. And I, I kicking myself for it. It's a no for me, too. I one of my biggest regrets in life is listening to my dad, like tell me to grow up and throw out all my pristine collection of Nickelodeon magazines that I've been collecting since the very first one with Ren and Stimpy on it. It hurts my heart that I had to dump all of them in the local dump, along with like my Our Real Monster Sega Genesis video game, among others. Um I wish I had the foresight to just persevere against the attitudes against kids media at the time because it's aged pretty well. And now obviously a lot of adults are into it, but neither of us can really take stuff with us. So the best thing we can do is just grab some things here and there off of eBay or uh, get a Nick box or two to at least have some representation in our households. Uh, Marrero6672 asks what was your favorite kids choice award live event you have seen there's a live version of that other than the one on tv just, just that one the, the kids choice award essentially okay um i like the one rosie o'donnell hosted i don't remember anything about it i just remember her getting slimed uh mine was actually the first one that i had seen uh, and I believe that was 91. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was 91. It was either 91 or 92, possibly 93, mm -hmm. somewhere. I, I know it's a three-year gap, but I, I forgot which one it was. Uh, but it was the year that the Adams Family, the first one, had come out. And um, I remember seeing Kids' Choice Awards in the commercials and i was it, this has been going on for a while what is this and i go to watch it and i was familiar with the oscars but i didn't know any of the movies so i wasn't interested kids choice awards okay i'll check this out what is this and again most of the movies i didn't really know anything about because it was it was stuff i just wasn't into or was too old for me but the Adams family, I knew that, and they had—I'm uh, pretty sure they had Christina Ricci on there for oh, yeah. uh, for a host or, or hosting the not presenting an award, and mm -hmm. they actually had shown a clip from the movie, and it was when she and Pugsley were selling Girl Scout cookies, and then, uh, <laughs> Amanda Buckman shows up. Are they are they made from real lemons? Oh no, the Girl Scout was there, and they were selling lemonade. 
And, uh, well, I have a box of Girl Scout cookies. I'll buy a cup of lemonade if you buy a box of my Girl Scout cookies. Are they made from real Girl Scouts? <laughs> and uh, I... I liked that uh, because it was the first movie that I had seen on uh, a, a more mainstream media thing. Uh, Cause at the time I watched a lot of retro stuff that my brother was into. So mm-hmm. the, that first year was probably the one that stuck out with me the most. Every year after that was very much a, that was fun. And then it's gone. Right. Uh, Kemp underscore Travis 84 says, what was the first Nickelodeon show that you ever watched? When I got into Nickelodeon, there was a lot of the resyndicated shows at the time. So I don't remember what my first show was that I saw on the network. Uh, it was either Looney Tunes or Inspector Gadget or Count Duckula or a Danger Mouse. But the first original Nick show that I recall seeing was Salute Your Shorts. Interesting. Because uh, I was definitely in, in that same uh, demographic around that, that time, although you're a couple of years older than me. Um, I actually went the Nick Jr. route. My first shows I ever watched are Eureka's Castle and David the Gnome, <laughs> which we've mentioned a little bit before, and we're actually going to be covering David the Gnome next season. Hint, yep. hint. So uh, that'll be exciting. I'm going to have you answer this one first, Brett. Uh, the real Janotti asks when you started the podcast were you worried about your relationship with the big orange couch guys oh boy um that's an it's an interesting question it's like some people seem seem to pick up that there's a rivalry between us because they gave birth to this (laughs) podcast essentially through me it's a weird convoluted history with the podcast because I, I met them when they used a piece of my art for one of their Are You For The Dark Versus episodes, and I had no idea. And then when I contacted them about that, um, I ended up like forgetting about the incident. And then years later, in 2019, when I was in California trying to like get into Nickelodeon at the time uh, and working on my Scary Tales book, I ran into them again. When they did like a Aaron Tager tribute episode around episode 100, and that was like the same time I was reaching out to Aaron Tager for my book for an interview, and he passed away before he got my letter of request to be in the book, which was very heartbreaking for me. I literally cried in the park all day when I heard news of that. It was yeah. it sucked, um, but I felt connecting with them then was an opportunity to like save the moment. And that really gave me a start of like this, this journey of like doing Brett Wilson art on Instagram with all of my nineties art that I did and being recognized for it, because let's face it today, you either need to be a pure genius when it comes to getting recognized for your art, or you need to do something that's familiar and relatable. And a lot of my personal stuff didn't connect with people, at least not for long. So when I shifted gears to nineties Nickelodeon and started to get some like traction like oh yeah that's so cool i remember those shows like i love you already fear the dark art um you know it, it came to a point where they were noticing and they're like hey do you want to do some episode art for us and i'm like sure i'll give that a shot it, it could help me with exposure and you know I, I stuck around ever since like like three years four years now it's wild to think how 
how much time has passed since then. But to, to kind of loop back to things, um, I don't keep in touch as often with them as people might think. Um, I'm definitely on good terms with both of them. There's no animosity or anything, at least to my knowledge. Um, loved having both of them as guests on our show. Andrew for the holiday episode in season one, Joey for the Pete and Pete episode battle in season two. And from the get go, when we started this podcast, really the idea behind it came, well, I was doing all these guest appearances and all these podcasts during the pandemic. And it felt great to like share my nineties Nickelodeon expertise with other people. But I was like, wait a minute. Why don't I do my own podcast? I know a lot of stuff. I know more than some of these people are interviewing me. So that's what really was the, the seed that like sparks from my head when I was starting to get a lull with my art. And I connected with Alex over it because I did the cover art for his Instagram page. And, um, you know, he's he's been following a lot of my art in 90s Nickelodeon groups on Facebook and other places online. And we really just seem to connect and resonate with that. So in a, in a weird meandering way, you know, this, this happened because of those events transpiring and um, to get to the point of things, no, we don't see them as like rivalries or like them like shutting me out of the show from being a guest for future episodes, at least not to my knowledge again. Um, we're, we're intentionally doing things different than them. We're trying to take our own spin on topics they've already covered. Uh, so that we can feel fresh and feel like our own entity. That's partially why we do YouTube videos as well to make us more unique and stand up from other people in the realm that are people are more popular with. And uh, I think that's fine. You can coexist. Like mm -hmm. it's okay to have Coke and Pepsi be around at the same time. Some people prefer one over the other, or some will want both. It's just a matter of preference. The only reason why we're here and we continue to be here is because we get along great, Alex and I. We get along with our guests. We love our format, and it feels unique to us that we we feel we can still give value to the '90s Nickelodeon community, even though it's already been, you know, covered extensively by other people. And for me, uh, when you started the podcast, were you worried about your relationship with the Big Orange Couch guys? No. Because I had no relationship with the Big Orange Couch guys, uh, I actively stayed away from every uh, podcast that was covering anything nostalgic, uh, just because I was so focused on doing things on my Instagram page, and I was doing these Instagram lives, and I was doing a lot of hustling to get guests, so that way people who were tuning in live could also have an opportunity to talk with them, and. Uh, that was my focus. And then I had a couple of people reach out asking if I did a podcast. Like, no, I haven't. You should. And then I entertained the idea a lot more. And then I had an interview. I featured Brett on an interview and we somehow the topic of podcasting came up and I said, yeah, I've been thinking about doing my own. And then Brett was, oh, yeah, well, I thought about doing my own too. Oh, we should do it together. And that's how that sparked. But whenever we were forming this, and I knew the Big Orange Couch was around. I knew they had been around for a while, but I didn't listen to any episodes, especially once we were getting started, because I didn't want anything that I was coming up with or any of my ideas to be inspired by what they were doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't want it to be influenced. Uh, not to say that they, I don't think they're doing bad. I, they, they've been around for a while and there are a lot of people that love their content. And I know that if I listen to them, I love what they're doing too, but I don't want to, it, it's, it's like, 
uh, when I would get cast in a play and it's a very famous part, but I hadn't seen the movie, I don't want to see the movie because I don't want what I'm going to develop be inspired by what somebody else has already done. Uh, so no, there, there's, I'm not worried about any animosity, any frustration, any rivalry. They're doing a great job and I wish them the very best. And mm -hmm. I look forward to see what else they have to do, but I'm still probably going to stay away for the most part, at, at least in terms of listening. If they ever ask me to be on the show, I'll be happy to be on their show. And if the opportunity presents itself where we can have them on ours, I'm, I'm glad to have them on ours, but no, uh, we're, we're two very same topic, two different ways of going about it. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't put it any better than that. Um, and you can, you know, our listeners should be able to appreciate each of them for what bring, we bring to the table in our own unique way. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Marrero6672, do you like the new Rugrats revival series? I don't know. No. <laughs> I haven't watched it. Uh, I've not had time to watch pretty much anything, which again, we've established earlier in the episode. Uh, I don't think I would be against it. I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to things like that, but um, I just haven't watched it. See, for me, I like to keep things pure. <laughs> I don't think everything under the sun needs a reboot, even though I know a lot of the younger generations prefer them. But uh, I did mention this funny, how big orange couch came up before this is because I mentioned it in their Mona's, uh, Mail Carrier, I almost said Mona's mailbag, Mail Carrier Mona episode review that I did with them when they asked me about the reboot is that I've seen some of it. I can understand the changes that they made to keep it modernized, but I don't like it. I don't like the changes. It feels off to me uh, with the CGI, some of the voices, which understandably they had to replace some of them because many of the actors have passed since um, and some of the cultural things. Listen, I'm not going to stop you if you like the modern reboots. It's if it, if it resonates with you, by all means, watch every episode, but it doesn't resonate with me because it's not what I grew up with and I don't yeah. want it to taint my nostalgic memories of Rugrats. So I just kind of keep over here with like classic Rugrats and everyone else can be over here and that's fine. And uh, well, this is a very quick one to answer. Marrero6672 asks, have you covered all that yet? Because I would love to have you cover all that. No, we haven't. And again, we've addressed it a little earlier than some of the previous responses. We will be. On its way. Put it that way. Um, what's your favorite year of all time and why? Uh, said by Viva underscore 90s. Would you like to answer this first, Alex? Yeah, I actually had to write this down because oh, I, re I really had to think about this. So I'm, I, I had to type it all I out. I didn't. So, <laughs> so yes, I'm, I'm reading on the screen. Uh, but uh, my answer was in what capacity? Uh, what uh, favorite year? Like, are you talking pop culture? Are you talking personal life? Uh, I'll give you a bit of both. Uh, for pop culture, I'm going to say 93. Uh, this was the perfect age of Nickelodeon for me, and I was old enough to appreciate all of it. Rock music was still the norm before boy and girl bands really took over, which drives me nuts. Magic specials were still a huge thing, and I loved magic. Um, we were still pre-internet, so kids really had no choice but to hang out in person and go to people's houses and play games, video games in the same room. Uh, as for my personal life, 2021, 
we just bought this new house and we got out of a rough situation with our old home. Uh, I'm now living my lifelong dream, uh, which is, it, it's probably a cliched answer, but got a wife that loves me, two boys that are crazy about me, job that I genuinely love to do, and a home that is mine. And uh, I, I'm living the dream now. Uh, plus, I started doing these doing interviews with celebrities doing these exclusives over on my Instagram and it built on my social platforming, which led to doing this podcast that I absolutely love to do. So 2021 going into 2022 is my favorite personal development year. Wow. That's pretty cool. I was not expecting like such a modern year <laughs> on your list. Um, I'm actually, in, in regards to just 90s years, I would say the year 91, 94, and 97. I've said those many times to other people in conversations, but those are definitively my favorite years based on the media that came out at the time. Um, particularly like Nicktoons in 91 and Are You Afraid of the Dark if you count the pilot. Um, 94 had like a lot of great music like Green Day. 91 had Red Hot Chili Peppers, which is my favorite band. Um, 97 had like i think angry beavers was then but uh i remember a lot of cartoon network shows all just came full force out of the woodwork from the what a cartoon show that i watched nonstop that year and that was also the year that was like my favorite year of elementary school which is third grade <laughs> i had a great teacher who really connected with me and it felt good to like learn under her teaching style beautiful mm-hmm uh, so again, this category is called Ask Us Anything. So Captain Jersey had a, a very, very poignant question. What is the airspeed velocity, velocity of an unladen swallow? What? <laughs> we are the knights that say, me. <laughs> I fought in your general direction. Yeah. Don't get me started on Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flesh wound yeah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah uh, if you want the scientific answer it's 24 miles per hour uh but i prefer the monty python route um yes. but i think this is actually in reference to the quote that was said well you have to know these things when you're king you know and i thought that was very <laughs> tongue-in-cheek because uh I feel like we are going to become eventually the the kings of 90s nickelodeon depending on how long we last no, no disrespect to others, but no, no, we're, 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 we're climbing for that. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, here's a interesting question from Tyler. He's, he actually sent this to me from Kickstarter of all places. Um, when are you going to make your P and P episode guidebook to go with my scary tales book? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I've been working on it for about three years now and no, that's not, that's not a question for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we are in the age of instant gratification, and I'd love to give you everything you want. You know, I'm saying this to all 90s Nick fans who are familiar with my work, but my health is kind of getting in the way of that. Um, I work a lot of long hours with the podcast and balancing my relationship, and I'm starting a new job soon. Um, so I don't really have as much time as I'd like to work on a Pete and Pete episode guidebook, even though the intention has been there for a while. Uh, I certainly have the art done because I I accomplished that goal around 2020 when I illustrated every Pete and Pete episode in preparation for doing that book. Uh, kind of like what I did for the Are You Afraid of the Dark book, which took 
three and a half years to make on my own with a little bit of help and input from some other people along the way. Uh, I can't, I can't deliver that like right now, not this year, maybe not even next year, but, um, you know, down the road, if my living condition improves, you know, have some more money in the bank, have more people who can collaborate with me, uh, so that I'm not shouldering the burden like I did with scary tales, uh, then I can definitely make it happen. And by extension, I'd love to do a book for Salute You Shorts too, so they all get represented. Because uh, th there are three underrepresented shows uh, nowadays, at least online, uh, until Are You Afraid of the Dark had the reboot uh, series. So I would like to do it in the future. I just can't do it right now due to current obligations. And uh, Monica had a great question. And if you don't mind, I'm going to answer this first and hand it over to you. Go for it. Uh, she asked, what do you envision long-term for your podcast? And this is actually a question that Brett had asked me when we first started creating the podcast. And my initial response is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I You're like a boat without a rudder with that question, uh, that uh, answer. <laughs> I didn't really start the podcast with any long-term goals in mind. It was just I love 90s Nickelodeon. I love 90s in pop culture and I just want to talk about it. And I want to meet some fun people along the way and just make connections. Uh, I didn't really consider any long time goals, but um, the only goal that I really have in mind now is the fact that I love doing this so much and I want this to be able to sustain myself professionally. Uh, I want to, I want Splat Attack to reach a point when I can make a good living off of it. That's, I agree. I, that's my end goal now. I would love to make this full time as well. I love doing this with Alex. I love all the episode ideas we come up with and all the ones we're going to do. Um, I love just like building this momentum with like all the people who are along for the ride with us to like make it something truly amazing. And I feel like that replicates a lot of what make, made Nickelodeon work after the Cy Snyder and the pinball era, where it's just kind of, you know, puddle jumping here and there with mild success. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to embody that spirit that made them successful originally and do the same with this show. You know, I tend to be ambitious and maybe I don't always achieve the goals that I set for myself, but uh, if I'm shooting for the stars, I would love to have our own like studio space for this. Mm -hmm. I would love to actually do episodes in person with Alex at some yes. point. I would love to have like an actual slime tank next to us and some TV monitors and a big orange couch in this big soundstage that feels like an underground hangout where we can just invite our guests and have fun. Like, why not dream big? It's worth having. Like, we can do it. We just have to be persistent um, keep our vision clear and remind ourselves why we're doing this and why people believe in us. And I think we can get there. And that really just stems from my personal connection with the show Mystery Science Theater 3000, because they initially started with Humble Beginnings in 1989, where uh, Joel Hodgson, you know, did his show out of like a public TV access place, uh, Katma TV in Minnesota. And he just kind of kept experimenting and trying things out. And now it's like a, like a nerd culture phenomenon now with like its reboot and like having big celebrities on it and doing like big title movies to riff on. So I'm kind of taking the, the inspiration from that because I always love making like TV shows or episodes of stuff growing up, even in TV production class in high school and in my film degree in college, where we can actually have our own legitimate show 
with like legitimate equipment and actually have like people gather together for it and really make it an event. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but I would like to arrive there someday with all you Slimesters and Gakoids and Alex too. <laughs> and the final question, which is definitely not an Alex question, but it is from the lovely Monica. Brett, since you have a degree in film and animation, have you ever considered creating your own cartoon? Oh, many times. I mean, cartoons are my lifeblood. Ever since I saw the Pizza Head show on TV when I was at my grandmother's at a young age, that started it all. I love drawing everything. I love drawing Pizza Head, the Steve Pizza Cutter, um, doing comic books, cartoon books, animated films, got a degree in it. I, I, I could be a cartoon historian when I'm in my 80s if I really wanted to be. Um, yeah, yeah, I've had a few ideas. I mean, I briefly mentioned my graphic novel idea, Seeds of Sentiment, during Doug's Lucky Hat episode 17, which has been like an ongoing, offgoing magnum opus story um, that I've just had a hard time finding time to actually get it done because it's like a 16-chapter graphic novel, and each chapter is about 200 pages. So that's, that's going to take a little more help and uh, energy to come to fruition. But uh, on the lighter side of things, I love making comic strips. And I did patch, uh, pitch this idea to both Jordy and Alex about a cartoon dog based off of uh, my dog, Nikau, called uh, Wacky Dingo. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the drawing board, see what I can come up with, and uh, figure out how to integrate that into Splat Attack in upcoming seasons. And we might have something on our hands worth showing. Maybe it could be our first original Splat Attack tune. We'll see. Well, thank you, everybody who had uh, submitted questions for us uh, or questions and feedback on what you'd like us to cover. Uh, a lot thank of you. the things that you sent in, yes, we'll, we'll, I'd say probably 80% of what you sent in, we'll probably be covering at some point. Yeah, I think that's safe to say because there's still a lot of ground to cover. We just scratched the tip of the iceberg and we're going to go as deep as we can for as long as we can. Um, so, Slimesters and Gakoids, this is the last time I'm going to be referring to you as both, so that uh, when we go into Season 3, uh, we're going to have that uh, distinction. But uh, what are your absolute favorite moments of Season 2 that you haven't already mentioned to us today? Uh, let us know in the comments on YouTube. Let us know via email, splatattack2021 at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Instagram at splatattackpodcast or reach us however else you can. I mean, we love hearing from you guys. That uh, keeps us going, and it's it's fun to see what kind of answers you come up with. Do you want to do a say what? Sure. Yeah, I'll make time for that. I'll make energy right. for that. Because <laughs> right, I've, I've got to say what for you. Awesome. Now I get to play. Woo! <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I do have a quote for all of our episodes this season. And okay. for, and, but uh, for those of you Slimesters and Gakoids, my last time referring to you as such, there is one episode that we don't have as a quote, and that's because we haven't recorded it yet. Uh, hey, you're not supposed to know that. <laughs> but uh, but again, we don't. I don't have a quote for it, so I can't give you a quote for an episode that we haven't had a chance to record. Yeah, and but, that's uh, why that's, no one listed it as their favorites either. We'll have yeah. to mention it during the season three overview. And, and that's simply because we the guests that we have, uh, one of them was out of town when we originally planned to record. But uh, don't worry. 
obviously by the time you're listening to this episode you've already heard the episode so mm-hmm. uh unfortunately the uh, forgotten nick game shows won't have a quote listed but uh, in no particular order wait roll the jingle say what say what say what all right going on we've got uh at least one quote from every episode, excluding forgotten game shows. Uh, this also includes our bonus Patreon episodes. Cool. So starting with, he's the sage on the stage. Uh, Megan from Favorite 90s? Nope. Moments? Nope. God, I have no idea who said Th- that. This is a very, very obscure one. Some of these are really obscure. Some of Thanks. these you'll pick pretty quick. <laughs> Some of these you'll pick pretty quick. Uh, okay. Now, this was Toby from the tape store. We were talking about Zordon for a while. Uh, and yeah, I blanked out during most of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't remember it. He, he's, a wise, he's a wise caregiver that we all looked up to when we watched uh, Power Rangers together growing yes. up. He was the sage on the stage. Oh, I like the sound of that. Uh, going with a, a little more easy one to remember, although it was misquoted. Or I should say they had the, the wrong name in the actual quote. But the um, quote is, what if we stop at Radu's home, Uranus? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Thelma slash Anique Matern from episode 19. Um, I'm not sure that you are my commander, Mr. Alex, but what if we stop off at Radu's home? Uranus. <laughs> Bova, do you have a map of Uranus? <laughs> uh, next quote. I'm gonna pull his. I'm gonna pull him from his beard all the way down to the phone police headquarters. <laughs> that is R.J. McGee from Calling All Creeps versus Phone Police, episode 16. That's right. Right, and I think Brett should get his boxing gloves because I'm going to pull him from that beard all the way down to the phone police headquarters. Oh my, <laughs> them's fighting words. Yeah. You know, it's on like Donkey Kong. The gauntlet <laughs> has been thrown. Yeah, he. <laughs> we we. Good thing that was a versus because we were really uh, duking it out with our. Uh, with our, uh, I can't even think of it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that was a wild episode. And, and I'm happy he had a lot of fun, despite the fact that uh, he said, well, I've got the satisfaction from losing. I'm like, oh, great. Now we lost a guest. <laughs> uh, that was so funny, though. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're to see him again, thankfully. I've been in touch with him. He's doing well. Uh, so this is a bit more obscure. Wow. Yeah, you memorized that to a T. Yeah, that is obscure. There's no mm-hmm. like hint there. Nope. Something you you actually quoted in the correct cadence too. It was actually a song. Oh, the "I'm a dog, you're a dog" song. Nope. Oh, the "Roll Your Windows Down" song. But it is it, it is a dog. Something pork chop. I don't nope. know. <laughs> I don't know. It was on the birthday episode. That was Chelsea. After you had sang the song as Blue. Oh, yeah. How could I not know that? (laughs) Yeah. If you want to hear the rest of the song, go to Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you you memorize that to a T. But I know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> last. Uh, next one. one is uh, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. Oh, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Oh, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. Ah, uh, that's a fun one. That's uh, Richard Dumont talking about the late Frank Gorshin during the Car Stone in episode 14, Return to Starter's Magic Mansion, a retrospective. <gasps> <laughs> that was one long sentence he's the first person i know that he had he had what used to be what you know we used to have uh, like transistor radios you know with an antenna yes. like walkie talks we'd use when we were kids he had one of those and it was to watch his stocks to watch the stock market and he was between takes he was constantly looking at this and literally oh i'm up i'm up i'm up i'm up. oh i'm down mm -hmm. i'm down Oh, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, up. That's what he was doing between takes, watching his stocks. Uh, next one. One take, throw it. That's how it goes. Oh, you got it in someone's eyes? Oh, well. That's not a trick question, is it? Because it sounds like something Robin Ross would say. No, no, it's not a trick question. Um, it was one of our uh, Patreon episodes. Okay. Uh, Jordy from the the silent servant versus scarecrow walks at midnight that's the one we were talking about that uh powder that uh, we yeah the midnight around. dust yeah that's just yeah that's the love of also just those nickelodeon shows in the early days you know just like people going for it yeah you know, they go for it in the scenes they were allowed to go for it you know definitely one take throw it that's how it goes i got it in someone's eyes oh well <laughs> uh let's see the rest of these are are fairly easy uh we'll just say in the nicest possible way that the philadelphia crew was fantastic but back in the day they were dabbling in some substances that perhaps they shouldn't be dabbling with i think that's mark summers from double dare episode 18 it, it is mark summers because i remember they filmed a lot of game shows in the philadelphia studio before they moved to uh orlando Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll we'll be mentioning that. Well, we already have mentioned that in episode twenty six, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. The stuff at the bottom was from the. Remember, Mark, that started with the crew in Philadelphia. Yeah, they were so artistic. They oh, would really? right. Yeah, very they creative. Would make, they they were amazing. It started with whipped cream, and then all of a sudden, it became this this artistic uh, masterpieces at the end of the Sunday slide. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll just say that in the nicest possible way that the Philadelphia crew was fantastic. Uh, but back in the day, they were dabbling in some substances that perhaps they shouldn't have been dabbling in. Uh, and, and so some of That's those, a whole uh, other show, guys. <laughs> some cut. of those psychedelic uh, creations that happened at the bottom of a Sunday slide um, maybe happened because they didn't remember what planet they were on at that particular time. <laughs> uh, it, it, it made it fun for us, trust me. Uh, let's see, probably the, well, I have two more obscure ones. The rest of these are, are pretty self-explanatory. Uh, it's in movie purgatory. Megan from favorite 90s romantic moments. Nope. But you, but you are on the right track. It was one of our bonus episodes. Uh, something James Bond related. Mm -hmm. But which one of us was it? 50, 50 shot. <sighs> Me. Yep. Uh, that that was what I was talking about the the dry spell how it took six oh, years right, in between, right. and, and you said oh it's in movie purgatory and, yeah. <laughs> it had been six years which was a huge gap and in any franchise when there is six years in between especially the 80s and, and into the 90s it's death for the movie franchise 
Yeah, uh, it, sounds it, like it's in a movie purgatory and mm-hmm. like on its last limb to see if it can be saved again or killed forever. Man, I feel like every time we do these season overview, say what's, um, we need to make sh- shirts with these quotes on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they sound really clever when you when you delete everything around them. But uh, the the rest of these you should be able to get. Okay. Uh, uh, next one is. Why is his hair so long? Well, it was the 90s. <laughs> so it, all these quotes are from different episodes, right? You didn't repeat yes, episodes. Okay, episodes. So Space Cases is out of it. Because there's a lot of people out. talking in that one. Yes. No, uh, that one's out. Why is his hair so long? Well, it was the 90s. Oh, oh, oh. Tomorrow People. Yeah. Because Christian Smith had long hair in Origin Story, and then he gets a cut for all the subsequent uh, miniseries arcs. Did he like come from like escape from like a government agency or what? What's his story here? And then we just well, from like a from like a modeling like a modeling agency. I mean, he's yeah. so attractive. <laughs> How's he? Why has he got such long hair? Well, it was the nineties. That's that's the true. Answer. Escort missions they suck, and to do an uh, entire game of it, that's a big yikes. That is uh, Max Boyle from episode 21 the video games one and i wanted to make a shirt of that so bad that's like our first <laughs> quotable thing other than splatch you later escort missions suck and they still do yeah for me oh man escort missions they suck so oh, they do yeah. an entire game of it that's a big yikes <laughs> uh it is hot as hell right now today it felt like 104 and i was like this is great Oh, that was Kelsey from uh, Rocco's Modern Life episode we did, 25. Um, yeah, yeah, that that heat wave was intense. Like, I can't imagine, I mean, before I moved to Memphis, dealing with, like, triple-digit humidity, heat and humidity, like, for weeks on end. It is the but- time of year for that, for sure. And, yes, I can relate to this episode of Rocco as well because I live in New Orleans, and it is hot as hell right now. Like, today <laughs> it felt like 104, they said. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So I was like, this is great. 104. Uh, this one's two people. Two different quotes. Uh, you get to choose three different musical groups or artists to choose from. Remember that? I did. I chose Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Uh, Mallory and Kit from uh, Nick Takes Over Your School. That's right. Yeah, because I took NSYNC away from her at my school. <laughs> Remember though, you got to choose like three different musical groups or artists to choose from. I did. I chose Backstreet Boys and and NSYNC. Get your mind out of the gutter, Alex. Uh, Assistant Principal Boner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do remember us saying that. Um, Is that in the James... Bond episode or the muscular beaver episode? That was in the muscular beaver episode. Because, I did uh, quail. Ma- oh yeah, superheroes, duh. Yeah, because uh, we you you had finished, but you paused right between pre- like like assistant principal bone or and then you go into yeah, something else. But, but there was no pause, so it sounded like <laughs> principal boner. <laughs> oh god. Uh, using his imagination to figure out how to solve problems at school or how to deal with Roger or uh, assistant principal bone or anything like that. (laughs) 
That's that's one for the ages. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, it would be like if you made Tim Curry and the Batman animated series Joker put them together. That's what I imagine the Grumble as. I mean, that's our monsters the great wave. You can't go wrong with that. Who said it? Oh, um, you. That's right. From episode B6 on Patreon. Go right. watch it. It would be like if you made Tim Curry and uh, oh, there's an almost like the animated, the Batman animated series Joker. Yeah. And, and put them together. Yeah. That's I, that's what I imagine the grumble as. Uh, next one. We're, we've only got four left. But I was really cool. I would go blah, 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 blah. What? <laughs> <laughs> But, but, I literally but, said what? <laughs> but I was really cool. I would go blah 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 blah. That sounds like something you would do. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> was it a guest? It was a guest. Yes. It was fairly recent too. Wow. Uh, was it Joey? <laughs> it was Joey. Wow. That doesn't sound like something he'd say. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were talking about uh, the the. Oh yeah, the arm flop. (laughs) And he said, "I used to do that to my grandma all the time." But I was really cool. I would go blah 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) The visual is very striking in my mind. Yeah, didn't I mean I love that with my grandma when I was little. I would (laughs) yeah, I I would purposely walk up to her and start like kind of poking at it and see how many repetitions. But I was really cool. I would go blah 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 blah. Just like. Uh, That's right. a good one. The, the, these last two, I do have one more after, but the last two uh, are... Uh, <laughs> uh, first of all, that dungeon scene, man, you got to have a little S&M for Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think that was Monica. Nope. Megan? Nope. You? Yep. But the the, the romantic scene... That that dungeon scene, man. I mean, you, you gotta have a little SM for Valentine's Day. Uh now look at the uncomfortableness on Brett. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> no. Going dark, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who are going, what in the hell are they talking about? Uh our Valentine's Day episode was all about favorite romantic moments. And uh the movie I picked was Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, mm-hmm. but I knew my wife would find it funny. I hadn't really gone my full dark humor in front of Brett or Monica yet. And uh, I just wanted to throw something out really awkward just to watch them squirm. And, uh, <laughs> and the looks on their faces afterwards, like, yeah, that's what I was waiting for. And then I was like, no, I'm just completely joking. The real answer is this. Uh, second to last one. You're kind of doing the butt. I'm kind of doing the butt. <laughs> You're kind of doing the butt? Is that a dance move or something sexual? Or what are we talking about here? Nope. Neither. Jim Jenkins? Nope. I'm narrowing it down in my head. <laughs> Process of elimination now. Uh, Josh from Nick and Josh? Uh, right Church, Wrong View. Nick? Oh, yeah, it's Nick. Because they were talking about doing the silver, putting the silver monkey together. And uh, when we see, the audience sees 
the front right. of the monkey. But whenever they're putting it together, you're doing the butt. Right. You're that's what you're looking at while the audience looks at the front. Yeah. Yes. But when you're trying to uh, like assemble that thing, if, if I the only thing I can compare it to for anybody who's ever like, oh, I don't understand, the kids can't put the stupid monkey together, is that uh, you know, if you've ever tried to parallel park with people watching you, it's yeah. kind of it's like that pressure of not like being in that whole situation. You're assembling it facing away from you as well, so it's a little bit different when you're doing it in perspective wise. It's like you're not like kind of looking at it. You're kind of doing the butt it's yeah. it's not terribly it's not really difficult but it's just more about the speed and the hectic you know it's just like that kind of pressure of doing it and the, wow, i had to dig deep for that and my my this is actually my favorite quote of the whole season i really have met just met you two guys and i love you guys that's jim jenkins that is pure jim jenkins I want to just insert this right now. I, Go ahead. I, I really have just met you two guys. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I love you guys. <laughs> he set my heart aflutter with that those words. I won. That's all that counts. You did. <laughs> you got you got most of them. I think there was only like two, two or three that you just uh, I don't know. But you got around. I mean, you're pretty generous with those brutal ones, so I don't know how you're going to score that. <laughs> uh, psh, it, even it, if you got around to it eventually i'm counting it i got 20 out of 10 that's all that counts <laughs> <laughs> okay well thank you so much for uh flipping the the table flipping the coin flipping something <laughs> <laughs> and uh doing say what with me where i get to compete for a change and uh maybe depending on how i feel maybe you'll be doing the the segments instead of me for season three it's, I'm, I'm done with that. Cool. Yeah, let's change it up. Season three is going hard, baby. Uh, but before we get there, because we still got at least a week to go before the big premiere, uh, it looks it looks like it's time to climb out of our uh, our newly fabricated uh, slime tank from the previous episode and scrape off the dried slime off the edges. Uh, cause we gotta, we gotta get ready for this premiere. We got all of our parts together. We got our new slime tank going. And uh, we're ready to kick it, literally, as you'll see from our new show intro. Gig it. But, <laughs> gig it. But before we go, if you would like to get in touch with us uh, about anything podcast-related, you know where to find us. Instagram, YouTube, email. I mean, I say it so many times, you should know where to find us by now. Uh, so I'm not going to re retread old ideas. Um, let us know our, your favorite season two moments, season one moments, favorite guests, what you want us to do, anything. Just keep getting in touch with us. Keep the letters coming from Mona's mailbag and let's keep going for more and more seasons of Splat Attack. <laughs> with that being said, Alex, will you drain the slime tank for us, please? I have found someone handy who will help us upgrade our nostalgia machine with the parts we found at Nickelodeon Studios, giving us enough power for another round of Splat Attack. Aye, call Captain. Here's a wrench. Let's drink some Surge and get to work. Let's. I feel like Dexter from Dexter's Lab with his big wrench just cranking away for hours <laughs> on end. So we're going to make a big-ass machine next time you see us. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Splat you later, Slimesters and Gakoids. From now on, you're Slimesters, and on Patreon, you're now Gakoids. See ya. Ask Lamsters. Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. Hard to believe, folks, but it's time to say goodbye. 
Katie Knight. Hey, check us out next time for more adventure and another great legend of the Hidden Temple. What will we do till then? Chill for a couple. We'll be back. If you're on Nick. And it was time for the superhero to move on. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Oh, Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Nickelodeon's Green Slime Geyser, right here. Yeah, we did it! A triumph for kid technology! The Slime Geyser is over thanks to the Green Slime Geyser, the new kid wonder of the world. Only at Nickelodeon Studios, right here at Universal Studios. This is Diddy Girl, live reporting for Nickelodeon Studios.